First off, a special thank you to our amazing Patreon.com patrons. Tare, Erica, Stephanie, Suze, Diane, Barbara, Anna, Jenny, Jennifer, Karen, Mary, Kevin, Jill, Joe, Sarah, Kayla, Evelyn, Corinne, Kobe, Michael, Reginard, Jane, Lois, Audra, Fallon, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, you'll get access to our bonus episodes where Patricia, Nayland, and I talk about other things we're interested in, like Warren Stories or Next in Fashion and the Project Runway reunion episodes. And of course, you will also have our eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway and to be able to share it with you lovely, amazing fellow fans of this wonderful show. If you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on patreon.com forward slash the workroom podcast. The link is in the show notes. Now let's get to it. Let's think of something circusy and carnivalish. For some reason, I was thinking inspiration off like Sea Amoeba. Who? Hello, all you lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. And I'm Ernest. And if Oliver's pants will kill us all, it will be the slowest, gentlest pant rampage ever. Hi, and I'm Patricia, and not a lot of women want to have canceled on their crotches. <laughs> just saying. Just yeah, saying. just saying. Yeah, like, don't bring the bad energy into your fabrics and your clothes, guys. Um... Yay! Uh, we're back. Um, and so lovely to be back with you all, our amazing listeners. And uh, just to remind everyone that we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash workroom and on Instagram at the workroom podcast. And also to remind everyone that um, this sometimes gets visual. We have a cheat sheet for everyone um, at the um, the, the portion of the show where we go through our final designs in runway order. And also to remind everyone, we are on Patreon. Um, shout out to our Patreon lovelies. We are finishing up Warren Stories over there. And um, uh, so we are dropped, we've dropped our bonus episode where Nail and I discussed the last episode of Warren Stories on the theme of love. Um, but that's not the last Netflix that's the last Netflix sworn story but we will have a final wrap up with all three of us um where Patricia Nayland and me will share our own worn stories so stay tuned for that bonus to drop dear Patreon lovelies um and also I I keep forgetting to say this but for those of you who are not on Patreon another way you can support the show is just to leave a review on Apple podcast. It really helps spread the word. And um, I'm also saying that now because uh, project runway season 20 is on the horizon. And so if you leave a, a, a review for us and it really helps other project runway fans find us. And I would love to say, tell your friends, but so many of you have written us saying that you don't have other friends. <laughs> watch 
Project Runway with you. Um, but if you do, tell your friends. Um, and if you uh, are like uh, a lot of our other listeners who are just like, I'm the only one, then yeah, just leave a review. And then, you know, shout out to all of us who are here together and on this Project Runway journey um, as, a, as a little group. So also, we also love hearing from you. So please send us all your hot takes, your questions, and your gossip, and your rants to us at intheworkroom at gmail.com. That's intheworkroom at gmail.com. And uh, that's all um, of the housekeeping at, uh, up top. And now it's time for our special topics. <laughs> so so Patrice and I were talking off podcast about a couple of things that we wanted to talk about on the mm-hmm. show. And before we get into, um, uh, we're, we're talking about episode seven today, our, um, our wonderful team challenge. Um, I want to, we, we wanted to talk about uh, Serena Williams. So a lot of you guys know, um, I'm a huge tennis fan, tennis person, and uh, I love, love Serena. But Serena um, did something that uh, a, a, I think the greatest of all time and also a fashion icon will do is that she announced her retirement in Vogue, in Vogue magazine. And she's yep. also on the cover of Vogue for the September issue, um, wearing an amazing uh, gown with her daughter, Olympia. And uh, yeah, it's, I'll, I'll just say that I'm not surprised, but also surprised at the same time. And I have so many feelings because uh uh, it's such a, it's such an iconic I, I I oh my gosh I was gonna say two words at one time it's such an iconic and um and grand way of going out and I think it's sort of the way that Serena is and it's embodied in in how she's saying goodbye and I love how she says she's like I'm I'm really bad at saying goodbyes um, but I think this is a wonderful way of doing it um, and also encompassing a lot of the things that she's interested in um, because I remember when she left tennis briefly to go to fashion school. Um, and when she left briefly, a lot of other um, tennis pros and sort of the the commentators who are the retired tennis pros were like, why are you leaving? What, what's going on? Like, why are you taking time off to go to school? And she and Venus did the same thing. They both went to fashion school. Um, and they're both like, you know what? You know, we don't want to like, we want a degree because we don't want to hang around tennis for you know, like some other people. And so it was kind of like a shady, but also true <laughs> assessment of the tennis world where there are these players who just kind of like hang around. Um, and so it's also <laughs> surprising that Venus and Serena have sort of hung around tennis this long, but they've also been winning. Um, and I don't see them going off and being commentators. I kind of see Venus going and and going the distance and still being like an activist and someone who is an advocate for athletes around the world um, and for women athletes in particular. And I see Serena going off and doing loads of other things, especially with, with fashion and in other, um, other endeavors that she's already doing, like, like producing shows or maybe producing movies, who knows? Um, But I, I, I love the way they both hung around tennis and I love the way that Serena has hung around tennis. And I love the way she's going out on the cover of Vogue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with yeah. her daughter um yeah yeah what are your thoughts i just think that that i think serena has broken so many like expectations maybe that's yeah. not the right word broken expectations but just transcended so many expectations for american women for athletes mm-hmm. and i think and for more and i just feel like 
any way that you can give like yourself space to do the next great thing that I'm here for, mm-hmm. like I, I just I'm all in. Yeah. yeah. And like you, I don't know anything about tennis. I use the rackets to keep the ball off of me. So like <laughs> I I'm like, yeah, it's, it's just athlete water. <laughs> great balls water. It's like flying objects water. Yeah. So but I, I do just love how Serena has presented himself and, and talking about a lot of things about sport, a yeah. lot of things about sport. Yeah. And also one of the highest paid female athletes ever. Ever. By the way, is probably still very underpaid. You yeah. Know? Um, and a lot of that's because of the advocacy of Venus, of her sister. Like, so, and I, you know, and I, I think the two of them have, I think about them as a pair, which is so strange to think about Serena retiring but um, but Serena has done so much, and 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 so has Venus, but in 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 their own ways. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I totally agree. I think Serena changed the game. Both uh, well, both of them <laughs> changed the game, and Serena has fulfilled so many so many uh, impossibilities. Um, and I think has again, you know, I I have I I I go to the U.S. Open. Um, often <laughs> and and so I definitely am, am going to go this year this is going to be a really sad time to go to the U.S. Open but mm. um but I remember the last U.S. Open she won and I was there and it was she was in her mid third I think she was 35 um when she won 36 or something and that was just beyond what I could have hoped for um, I remember that year she even she blew through the quarterfinals in like less than an hour and the the woman she beat uh, had it was her birthday and I just remember screaming from the rafters being like Serena it's her birthday Serena <laughs> like come on because I think it was like six one six love like she slaughtered that other person I mean she, it was it was it was amazing but also like it was I wanted a longer quarterfinal but anyway but like, just kind of like, my God, like, this is not the end. And I think we've all been oh. thinking it's the end since, and we think that way since, you know, tennis players get into their thirties, but, um, but she is like blown through. I think, yeah, I would, I would agree with you blown through expectations, mm-hmm. even beyond what we expected of her. And I think there's so much expected of her um, from such a young age. And she's, she's like surpassed it and has, um, such strength and 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 it's also been you know wonderful to see um uh, players evolve in a way where they're just so passionate about what they're doing um and and do what they need to do in order to to get through that um i don't know she's 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 the greatest she's my yeah she's the greatest uh tennis player who's ever lived (laughs) she's she's the greatest athlete of all time um if you ask me and uh, I'm I'm really I'm really have a lot of mixed feelings. I'm not sad to see her go. I, I'm I'm just sort of I guess I'm a, maybe I'm in awe, and I'm just watching her go. Yeah, so. I think awe is a good word too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and unfortunately, this week we also witnessed the passing of an amazing designer. Yes, amazing designer, Issey Miyake. Yeah. Who I didn't realize, or if I knew, I totally forgot that was born like during Hiroshima. Yeah. I, I, you know, knew they had been around for some time, but I didn't realize it had been that long. So that makes me 
so happy when like creative people have very long lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not very long, but at least just long. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it it just makes me happy to know that. And I was like, oh my gosh. And what again, one of my like super fashion like inspirations. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to this day, one of my favorite streetwear brands. Like I love streetwear. I don't wear a lot of like um super streetwear you know like of course like t-shirt is streetwear like so many things i wear are streetwear but not like designed conceptual streetwear like isi miyaki has done yeah but you know we're going through all of these 90s craze right now like everybody's like thinking about that era and all i keep thinking about from that era is like oh my god the final home (laughs) final home (laughs) which was a collaboration that isi miyaki had and i was just crazy about those clothes uh, not that I have any because they were so expensive then. Yeah. And I mean, there's, I think um, even when I look for them on eBay, they're still ridiculously expensive and it's all for like big guys, big tall guys. Uh, it's not for like a size that I could even remotely try to like go into as like a petite body person. But I just love those designs so, yeah. so much. Um, like Cleats Please is just an amazing, amazing, amazing store. Yeah. and. And they did also a lot, like in the 70s, they had people of color in their runways. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was in a way that we don't even see now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, and, and I was, you know, I was saying before that I, I, I follow um, some fashion designers um, on, uh, on Instagram and, and one in particular is um, Duro Olowu. <clears throat> and oh yeah uh and he posted a video compilation via someone else's instagram account of um of a 1994 runway um from isei miyaki and it was it was basically a performance <laughs> like a performance um piece and yeah. uh whenever you and nalan mention isei miyaki i go and like i look up a, a fashion show or some or you know of something but it, there's always like this like beautiful movement um, and and interesting things that are going on um, uh, in terms of how the, even the models flow. Um, so so seeing that compilation by that that Doro Lowe um, posted was was really wonderful. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen it. I have to see it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A lot's a lot's going on. Um, and so uh, and a lot's going on on this show. Uh, meaning Project Runway. So, uh, so we'll we'll jump right in to this episode. And um, but before, if anyone, if any of you guys have any thoughts on um, on anything, or or like if you have thoughts on Serena and thoughts on Ise Miyaki, um, anything you guys want to share, you can also send that to us at gmail.com. <laughs> it doesn't just have to be your hot takes and gossip. <laughs> but um, but if you also um you know, have any thoughts on, on these, these kind of two monumental people, then we'd like to hear from you. All right. Yeah. And if there's like something that happened this week that you're like, Oh no, like this is amazing. Or let us know. Yeah. Yes. Please do. Know. Please. Um, yeah. In the workroom at gmail.com. I in the workroom. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our vintage adventure 
Um, so season nine, this is episode seven. Um, and the title is of the episode is can't we all just, can't we just all get along, which is a misquote <laughs> of Rodney King. Um, and it's, it's such a strange phrase to, to be using. Cause I, I don't think people say that anymore as a joke. Cause I think it's, it's, it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, not, not a great joke. Um, but it's just, can't we just all get along? And we we start off with the designers waking up in Atlas. And just to remind everyone that the last challenge was the avant-garde challenge. Um, and it was it was a pretty rough go. So, um, you know, it goes without saying it's probably one of the weakest um, avant-garde runways that we've seen in Project Runway history. And it's kind of sad because we started off with hope and and wonderment in the eyes of children and artists you know budding emerging um uh artists uh from the harlem school of the arts um and so so it was kind of like slim pickings so anthony ryan won that episode and we have um waking up mad about it is joshua m (laughs) it's like this should have been mine that was my win um so we kind of have um like some some thoughts on on those. Uh, we get to the runway with Heidi, and Heidi immediately lets them know that this is going to be a team challenge, but it's the best kind of team. Ch- oh, go ahead. No, without any leaders. That's the thing. I was like, that's the best kind of team challenge. But actually, I'm being very sarcastic. It's the worst kind of team challenge. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really. It's it's sort of like. Heidi creating this crabs in a barrel situation. I have a feeling that that that's not necessarily the the sentiment behind it. Maybe, but when you don't name a team leader, then I feel like it creates a lot of um of of issues. And so, but yeah, but but they're gonna choose the leaders. Not okay. Sorry, there's no ch- team leaders, but there are some first. They're first people. The the first person to go and. Uh, Anthony Ryan is the winner from last episode, has immunity, so Anthony Ryan gets to choose first, and Anthony Ryan chooses Anya. But then comes a button bag, and that's how we choose the first person on the other team. And, of course, all the buttons say Joshua, so (laughs) Heidi chooses Joshua (laughs) out of the button bag. And Joshua's like, oh, wait. I know you said that there are no leaders, but does that mean that I get to lead? Uh, wait, oh wait, okay, I don't get to lead, but do I come up on the stage now? Do I? I'm... And the eye rolls in the room—you could hear it for miles. Everyone is so exasperated. It's just it the the feeling throughout the um uh our our group of designers is just like, ugh, this guy again. Um, so so Joshua like actually runway walks on the runway. Um, like purchase next to Heidi and then chooses Laura. So here we go. We, we're kind of like going back and forth with, I think the, the two tones of the, of the groups. So um, Kimberly, I'll point out, cause I usually don't point out like the talking heads, but I'll say that like Kimberly actually says to us that Joshua has been really bossy um, bullies people he thinks that he can get away with bad behavior um, with. 
um, because, and I'll say Kimberly, uh, and I'll say my other tagline, my tagline was about Oliver's pans, but my, my second choice was going to be about Kimberly's face because <laughs> Kimberly's face during this entire episode, I think is everyone watching the show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like eye rolling and a lot of just, you know, leaning back and just kind of looking like, you know, head shaking a, a lot of, yeah. Yeah. A very controlled exasperation. Y- yes. Yes. You know, which I totally relate to. This is me in a lot of things. It's, I'm like, oh my God, really? I mean, <laughs> and I, I mean, I feel like, and I, and I feel like, yeah, I, I agree. Cause I, I got the feeling like, I think Kimberly also is like really used to dealing with people like this. There's something about her where it's like this quiet, it's quiet, um, uh, exasperation. Yeah. Um, so the, the teams fill out and, um, how they do this since there's no team leader it's just the next the last person who was chosen gets to choose the next person so um, Anya chooses Victor and then um, Victor chooses Becky and then and then Becky chooses uh, Kimberly oh wait no I'm sorry no Becky chooses oh my gosh yeah uh, Kimberly right oh no no I think it's isn't it Kimberly chooses Becky I think Kimberly chooses Becky oh yes yes Kimberly chooses Becky um because okay that's right um because because so Anya chooses Victor um and then Laura who's on the other team chooses Kimberly and Kimberly is like you know this is terrible um Kimberly chooses Becky uh and then we have uh oh my gosh my notes are all crazy here because we have then we have muttering Bert up the stage. Yes, and, and Bert, muttering. Bert gets chosen because because Bert's last again, um, and the, the last person who gets chosen is actually Bryce. So Oliver is on the other team, and Oliver no. chooses Bryce, and it's between Bryce and Bert. Uh, I thought it was Becky and Bert. No, no, it's no. it's Bryce and Bert. Um, but I totally, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like I, I thought I wrote this. Down, it's okay. Right? I totally like messed it up. Um, but basically, uh, and also, you know, uh, dear listeners, if, if you're confused, I'm so sorry. You can, you can look on the cheat sheet. Those are the teams. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I did not, I did not mean to add to the confu- confusion. No, you, no. It's totally, right or not. Yeah, right no, it's, it's totally my fault. I don't know yeah. how, I don't know what happened with these, with these notes. It is um, all good. It is all good. Yes. And so, so I'll say that, so let's, let's say the teams um, once and for all. So we have um, team for, for, for the first team, we have Joshua, M, um, Laura, Kimberly, Becky, and then Bert. And mm. then on the other team, we have Anthony, Anya, uh, Oliver, Victor, and Bryce. Yeah. Uh, so yes, and we also have again like Bert's Bert's like talking underneath his breath because Bert's not happy to be on this on this team. And uh, and for everyone, and I, I love how everyone wants to actually know what Bert is saying. And I'm just like, by now, guys, you gotta know. Like, you don't want to know. You don't you don't want to know what Bert's saying underneath his breath. Just Who cares? I know exactly. Heidi's like, huh, Bert? What did you say, Bert? It's like, Heidi, stop. 
<laughs> well, it is rude. And I feel like as host, you can point that out and be like, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Just to sort of like keep people in check and yes. be like, don't do that. Yes. Yeah. Man. Yeah. All right. So now it's off to the workroom with Tim and the HP equipment. <laughs> so they all gather. So Tim asks the children to gather around your workspace that is now occupied by an HP Intel desktop. Like they're just these huge desktops that you just kind of touch with your fingers. Um, that's placed on um, on one of the work tables that have been smashed together to make a really long little thing for all the um, the, the five person teams to, to gather around um, because this is the HP challenge guys so hold your horses like get ready for all of the twists and turns that we're gonna like layer on top of this so Tim goes you've probably correctly deduced that this is the HP Intel challenge it provides you with an opportunity to create a textile design from scratch so not only is this a team challenge but it's also the challenge where you design a textile from scratch and anthony is all all like he says like i'm all shits and giggles (laughs) because (laughs) which i love because he's been waiting for this challenge this is sort of like a mainstay now um and uh as technology uh progresses and and as these things are able to become more accessible so then you know it's like oh this is great we also learn that anthony has a graphic design background um, but wait, there's more. So uh, it's not just a team challenge um, and an HP Intel design your own fabric challenge, but it's also a produce a fashion show in two days challenge. So they also have to create a video to serve as the backdrop and they have to choose music. And I love how there's a quick shot to some old Swiss beats in the room. But also at least three looks must contain the fabrics that they make. And the fabrics need to be prominent. And then there's more. <laughs> On top of that, HP Intel has sent a special guest to give some advice. And in pops Betsy Johnson. Yes. <laughs> pops their head out the door. Everybody's like, ah! cheers and applause, cheers and applause. There's an audible gasp in the room, and I then know. She- <laughs> everyone, it's a, it's everyone is thrilled. I, I don't think Bert has smiled so hard. <laughs> yes, I mean, uh, Bert did a fist pump. I know. Okay. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but it's it's wonderful to get her energy in the room. Um, yeah, and. And I love the next part where Tim gets to kind of interview her about her design process because so Tim is, you know, we have this like wonderful contrast. Tim is like very uh, um, uh, stiff and, and perfect posture. And then Betsy Johnson, every time she talks, she moves. And so, <laughs> so she's like, it's all, it's all with, it starts with an idea. It starts with an idea. And Tim goes, okay. So you come up with a theme. Uh, with a motif, you may say. It's like, yes, yes. And I have to know before anything, any before anything, Tim, I have to know who is the girl? Is she tough? Is she sexy? What is she walking to? Because music is everything. Music is the moment. And Tim's like, okay, so I see that all of these elements fit together in a way that it's, co- you know, <laughs> it's just, I love, I love this. Um, and I thought it was like a treat for the designers. I don't know. I feel like they need 
they need stuff right now. It, um, it was a good reset. I mean, usually yeah. Tim is the person that comes in and does the needed reset. But yes. I think Betsy coming in and, and just saying, like, having that burst of energy, which yes. is like, to me, that's like a reminder, hey, this is why we do things, because we love them, right? right. You know, so that, yeah. like, you didn't have to say that. Everything was communicated just in, in, in Betsy's energy in the room. Yeah. Um, and I just love how Betsy... Like, not only was that an amazing reset, mm -hmm. there was also the verbal, the much needed verbal reset for this yes, group. It yes. was like, hey, throw away the me, 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 and like focus on the team, yeah. right? And then saying things like, you have to stand for something. Mm -hmm. Pause, think people. And yeah. then followed by, you have to be collaborative, you have to be strong. Yes. And because let's face it, collaboration is not for the meek spirited no you really do have to have a lot to lean on in your within yourself yeah if you want to collaborate in any kind of way yep yep and i just I love how uh betsy i say betsy like i know this person personally i don't but i loved how betsy just did all of that so efficiently just so efficiently yeah yeah I in a very it was like as efficient as Tim, but in a very different energy than Tim. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I just love them together. I think the last time we saw, we, whenever we do see Betsy Johnson on the show, she's usually a judge and we don't get to see her interact with Tim this way. Um, but in the workroom, I, yeah, I agree. Like they're, they're, they play off of each other and also, yeah, I, I think I say very similar things in, um, and almost, you know, this is very black and white, but like a, a right brain, left brain kind of way. Yeah. Um, so I really, really, I just love this moment. Um, so we say goodbye to, to Bet. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? People reacted well to it. Yes. Yeah. I think um, it, it made people more excited to work in a team. Um, yeah. And I, and I, and of course, this is all also, this is what it's like in real life, guys. You're always going to have to work with a team of people and it's, very very true um and so um I, I feel like that sort of imbued them with some type of like okay all right this is not just one thing to get through um but this is a, an opportunity to to actually have this experience with one another and to you know to to do what betsy t is telling us to do um go for the team so they break out and they get to caucus for 30 minutes about uh they have to do a lot of stuff in 30 minutes actually they have to figure out what they're what are they what are they saying what what are they trying to talk about um what are they making and they have to also kind of divvy out these jobs that they have to do like who's going to get fabric and who's going to film <laughs> the video and uh also what what are they going to design um, um for for the fabrics so they get 30 minutes of that and then um they're then they 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 break um up into uh and well no they don't break up into the groups go to the the hp intel smart desktop to make their textile designs and then because they also have to send their files to um the manufacturer um Im like immediately so they can get their fabrics the next day so okay so now we get to see the two teams. We have, I'm just calling them for, until they get their names, um, we have Anthony's team and we have Joshua's team. Mm -hmm. um, Anthony's team is, from the very beginning, kind of 
talking over each other in this um, really collaborative ways, kind of like um, uh, someone comes up with an, with a, with a thought. I think it's Anthony Ryan first. Cause he was like, you know, I've been thinking about those, you know, those ink blot tests. And then Anya goes, Oh my God, I was thinking the same thing. I can't do Anya's accent. I'm not even going to try. It's like, Oh my God, I'm still thinking the same thing. And Anthony's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, Oh, you mean those, the, and then I think Bryce goes, Oh, you mean those psychological tests? So they're all having this conversation and essentially, they're coming up with this idea to use a, a Rorschach test or an inkblot test as a motif. Um, and I wrote in my, my notes, oh, it's so brilliant. Because <laughs> in terms of the, the dynamics, like it's like, oh, wow, this seems like it's flowing really well. Mm-hmm. And then we have a clip of Joshua's team. And the first thing we hear is Joshua going, let's think circusy. Or five oh. versions of the village people. Like, what do you what do you think about this? Oh, Becky, no, <laughs> Laura, stop saying fireman, so I can stop thinking about it. Stop it, <laughs> Laura. <laughs> Just <laughs> and we and speaking of Laura, 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 really, Laura very hesitantly puts forth the idea of sea amoebas. For some reason, sea amoebas have been swimming around Laura's head. Like she said in a way, she's like. I just feel like this is my instinct. See Amoeba. Um, and no one really catches on to that. And no one catches on to anything anyone is saying pretty much because Becky tries to assert some things like, well, you know, since this is like a city girl or, or maybe I think they've, they've uh, agreed that this is like someone who lives in a city and in, in an urban area. Um, she's like, well, let's do gritty. How about that? And no one seems to be into that either. Mm. So, so Becky is talks to us. I think during this moment is a little frustrated. She's like, "Listen, Betsy told us to be cohesive. This doesn't feel cohesive at all. We're not doing the thing that Betsy wants us to do." Um, but um, as we go through it, um, one of the other things that they kind of stipulated off mm. camera is that they all need to have a team name, which is like, thank God, because no, there's no team leader. So we need a team name. So mm-hmm. Anthony's team becomes team chaos. And then Joshua's team becomes nuts and bolts eventually. Um, but this is a pretty tough round for Joshua, or I'll say, I'll say team nuts and bolts mm-hmm. um, because uh, Joshua is very on edge and is visibly checking out because his ideas aren't getting through and there's like a a, a, basically a sense of frustration um but also an anti-betsy um johnson uh sentiment going on where josh was like listen um if i if i was leading if i was leading this with my vision it would be uh so much better but you know, it's fine. I'm planning on doing this on my own a couple of weeks. Um, you know, when I get to fashion week, this is when I can do it all on my own. So I'm just going to go with a, or quote, quote unquote, glow, go with the flow, but not really. Um, mm. He's essentially resigning and thinking like, I'll, I'll do this now because it won't matter. I'm going to get to fashion week and that's when I can just do my own thing. So. Um, yeah, there was that. Hmm? There was that. Yeah, there was that. Yeah. Um, so. We have Team Nuts and Bolts, Bolts kind of deciding on a clock theme, essentially. They're, they're, I think they're thinking about time. There's someone who's running out of time. They're thinking about clocks. 
So that's how they start making their designs. They all kind of spread out and start hashing it out. Team Chaos starts making these symmetrical graphic shapes. And um, and so they're all kind of hovering around one another, uh, trying to figure out, like, you know, how to make something along the theme of this inkblot test idea. Um, we also have team nuts and bolts um, trying to decide which print. So there's a, there's a bit, there's a moment where before you send your file to dynamic, um, which is the company that's going to print, print the fabric, uh, they're printing all of their ideas out or their, their, um, uh, how do you say, like, like their, uh, their goes at, at, at designing the fabric out on these printers and laying them out on the work table and trying to pick the ones that they like the, the best. And so it looks as if they get to choose three designs. Um, and this is another thing. I'll just, I'll say as a, as a side, as I'm explaining this, um, there are a lot of stipulations, a lot of rules that we weren't privy to as designers, as, as, a, as, um, as viewers. So I thought they all had to decide on one print, which I thought would be a little bit more, um, uh, more of a conflict for everyone because how do you have five people decide on one print Um, so so since i guess only three looks have to have prints prominent in them they get to choose three designs to send to dynamics Um, and that's what they're trying to do but there's a little bit of of drama here because bert is trying to get the printer to work but it won't print out um his design and we have this moment, another moment where Bert is mumbling underneath his breath again. And again, like, you just don't know, you don't want, like, who cares? Like, let Bert mumbles. This is episode seven. Like, it's fine. So Bert says something like, oh, man, I like, you know so much for the fucking clocks because they're all deciding. They're like, I don't know, like 20, 30 spreads of, of ideas on the workroom table. And Bert's really bird is is really uh stressed out about wanting to carry his weight wanting to look like he's contributing to the team i think this is also him trying to stave off any strategic moves against him mm. so he's he's got like some you know uh he's he's stressed out so um we have kind of like a moment again where people get knocked off way off of the betsy johnson trajectory mainly by joshua who decides all of a sudden that they're no longer going to be team nuts and bolts. They'll be team chaos. And so he's like, Bert, what are you saying? Because Bert said, oh, so much for my fucking clocks. And Joshua M has decided all of a sudden that cursing is dumb. The people who curse are unintelligent. And it all pretty much devolves. And um, we have poor Becky going like, wait, no, Betsy Johnson said it's, it's not about me. Remember, remember guys, let's get an A on this assignment. Can we all just like get along? (laughs) But, um, so, so it's just like this screaming and masquerading around the workroom and, um, and a lot of I'll call enabling behavior, um, where it's, it, this is a really difficult situation again, where you're, you're on a show you're in a team. You you don't have a lot of time. And Project Runway, in classic Project Runway fashion, has given you 18,000 things to do. Mm-hmm. And here you have someone who is throwing a tantrum. 
again. Again, again. And I think I think that Joshua took it personally because the clock's idea was Josh's. Mm-hmm. So I think hearing Bert say like grumbling that yet again, yeah. like um it was frustrating, but I think like like people say later in the episode, like there are better ways of handling like Kim, I I think yeah, Kimberly says that there are better ways of handling this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, cause it, cause I, and it's, it's interesting here. Like it's, you know, Bert has figured out a way of handling, or, or I would say it handles this a lot better than in earlier episodes with, with Victor, for instance, um, when they had their run in and also, um, when Joshua and Bert had their, another run in, in the, in the brother's sewing room. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, it's sort of like, a you know, I think, unfortunately, people are both thrown off and also used to Joshua's volatile behavior um, because it doesn't really make any sense why he's all of a sudden on a moral, I call it a wooden high horse. Like he's on a, yeah. a moral wooden high horse. Um, and Becky calls it out, I think, really accurately where she's like, I think he's looking for a reason to fight. There's something else going on and he's making up yeah. stuff because he just wants to fight. Um, so yeah yeah um so we have uh uh, we've come to the time where the teams have to divvy up responsibilities and so through the chaos and through all of this um like weird and and volatile activity we figure we we learn that team nuts and bolts has decided that Kimberly, Becky, and Bert are going to go to Mood to get supplemental fabric while Laura and Joshua make the video piece. And I think that's because who essentially like whoever wants to do it, people are like, okay, you do it. You do it. And like on the other team, on Team Chaos, it's Victor. Like Victor's like, oh my God, I have this idea. And people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you do it. You you, you, you want to do Okay, you do it, Victor. Um, yeah, there's trust there. <laughs> yes, yeah. So Laura and Joshua are, have this idea and they kind of present it to the group briefly like, yeah, because, you know, like she's on the run. She's a busy girl throughout New York City and like she's running around and clocks, you know, clocks. Um, and then we have Victor. So he's just like, oh, my God, like, you know, I, I feel like, yeah, we're, we're going to do um, um, we're team chaos. So so like where is the, the place that's the most chaotic in New York City? Times Square. And also Bryce is like, oh, yeah, so Times Square. But also let's get a little bit of Victor's booty shaking. <laughs> so we have like, you know, again, team chaos is just, you know, having fun, being consistent and cohesive. Everything makes sense. People have their roles. So since Victor and Victor and Bryce are going to go to Times Square to find some chaos, Anya, Anthony, and Oliver go to Mood. And I'm like, brilliant. Brilliant. So, <laughs> so um, all right. We have... Um, I can uh, say yeah, that go ahead. the time that uh, Joshua and Laura go to Times Square yes. also, right? It is this. It is this episode's second Joshua runway walk, because Joshua puts on some heels and just yes. struts to show Laura how to do it right. And yes. I, I think it's the hilarity of the moment where Joshua tries to coach Laura on how to get out of a cab. Yes, it's like exit, shut the door. No, give a look, oh. shut the door, turn. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you see Laura trying to do it um, uh, over and over and over again. And, she, and the way she runs, it's just like, ugh, 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 ugh. <laughs> she's kind of lumbering in these heels. And I'm like, poor Laura. So yeah, it both both scenes are very Team Chaos. Um, Laura is sitting on the ground, um, changing into these fabulous Piper Lime shoes, jumping in and out of a cab that I don't know how long that cab had been waiting there. I don't know how much money they spent on that cab. But the idea is that she's always late, but she looks amazing. And um and it's it's kind of it's kind of it's a bit of a mess until the end where Josh was like, Let me do it. And I'm like, What yeah, why haven't you just been doing it this whole time? I know, I know, exactly. Yeah. So um and then at the end you know, after Joshua finishes, you know, directing Laura in like 8,000 pairs of shoes, they still had to clacks. We've done all this, like, you know, uh, girl on the go, but what about the clacks? So they find an antique clock store and run through there and they take all this footage close up with their video cameras of outsides of clocks. Yeah. And by this point, uh, Laura is so exhausted that Laura has taken off the heels and is she, walking barefoot through the store, through barefoot. a store in like New York City barefoot. Okay. I mean, I wrote that down too <laughs> with a bunch of exclamation points because oh, <laughs> oh no, but that yeah, but that's that's how much running she did, and I don't blame her, but also oh my gosh, um, yeah. So then we. We also had, um, I think that we also we had some scenes from Victor and Bryce in Times Square. I just I just wrote that it looks a a lot of fun, and also I loved Bryce carrying around the tripod. Just looked had like this really professional feel to it. Um, but it made a lot of sense. They were putting the camera all over the place, a bunch of different perspectives, and getting um, images of people just kind of like walking in Times Square. So um they come I back love, I, love, I just want to say that i love the 720p video review I that love we have it. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like look at that that kind of video yeah it's like oh look at you know retro res- resolution it's great <laughs> so um so they get back to the workroom with their footage and um and i and i believe the other team mates are back from mood by now um, but we see them editing the video with their fingers because this is a touch screen. And um, so and we have like Team Chaos kind of coming together. And Anya has this idea of mirroring their footage to make it symmetrical and more like an inkblot test, um, which I thought was a really great idea. And everyone else is like, oh, that's genius. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And then I think that's it. The, the media part is pretty much done. So. Yeah. It's time to print out their test prints for for uh, um, for for their fabrics, and we're sort of like rolling down to the end of day one, and um, and right before they leave, we have what Bert calls Joshua's dramatic moment, <laughs> because Joshua anou- uh, makes a, an announcement, a public service announcement to the entire workroom. Um, mm. And he does this grand gesture of apologizing um, in what I would say is a very coercive way. And Joshua is so grandiose, which is, you know, a major red flag to me for a lot of reasons. 
and um and Bert is kind of like he could have done this to me in private he could have come to me and just said hey I'm sorry um but instead Joshua does this really weird distancey yet performative thing um and apologizes to the whole room because he feels like he needs to apologize to everyone mm-hmm. um, but also specifically Bert um and which I think is true but also still very um impersonal um and so uh Bert is slightly suspicious and thinks that Joshua is backtracking to kind of cover um himself for when they're on the runway um just in case anything goes wrong then he's just like everyone heard me everyone saw me act like a complete ass before but now you're seeing me act like a very contrite and um and remorseful individual like i want everyone to know and i kind of i kind of agree with bert that there is a little bit of of um strategery going on here but i also feel like this this is joshua i think this is kind of like the only way he can really apologize as well um so yeah so that's day one oh a lot so (laughs) Day, day two, two. Day two <laughs> happens and we I don't even think we get them waking up in, in, in Atlas. We just are back at Parsons. We're back in the workroom. The fabrics are here and so they get to like roll them open and, and look at everything and we get to see what they chose and um, what Team Nuts and Bolts has is this graffiti motif that is a design that Joshua made. Then we have this clock um, motif or the like the inner um, gears of a clock that Becky made and then we have this number thing going on and that's something that Laura made like she wrote numbers and and uh, everything is in black and white but so is this uh, so are the fabrics for team chaos um, yeah. they're doing these again like these kind of symmetrical graphic designs but all in in black and white um, and, I'll, and I'll say that team nuts and bolts has more of a gradient there's there's some grays in there as well and team chaos though it looks like strictly black and white like very you know very contrasty um uh values of those colors so um we get to hear a little bit about how team C- team chaos is designing and it looks like they've divided up the looks in a way that benefits the other designers so victor tells us that um anya is doing a cocktail dress because the judges have never seen her do a cocktail dress and then victor is like i'm doing a gown because i've never done a a gown i don't think they see me as being the gown guy so i want to show them i can do gowns so i just am assuming that that's sort of how they're doing this because we we saw the very beginning of the episode um that in terms of one of their like flowy conversations, Victor is like, okay, this is a collection and we only have five looks. So let's give them some variety. Let's have like a day wear, evening wear, casual, you know, where is this person going? This is all coming from the same um, closet. So we can kind of think that maybe everyone else is also pushing themselves to do something that the judges have never seen before um, to be like, also have that element of like, um, not surprise, but they want to impress, obviously. I thought this was such smart decision making just at every step of the way yes yes let's let's make different types of garments yes and all choose like do something that we're going to challenge ourselves with yeah also 
show range for the the sake of the competition. Yes. But also with unison. Yes. Yeah. I I mean, everything about it, I was like, I think this is the perfect group. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because there was no fear. (laughs) I know. And then you even have, you know, everyone's pulling their weight in terms of what they're really strong in. Um, Because I have a feeling that Anya had a lot to do with Anya and Anthony, who, and and we also learn later that Anya also has a graphic design background, which makes a lot of sense. But Anya and Anthony are, are heavy in the, the print. And Anthony, we see Victor is hand painting the fabric for his bodice um, to make an ink blot. And they're showing it and they're having like a little caucus or like a little like crit session around it. Um, and Anthony makes a decision. He goes, look, hey, you know, if an ink blot can easily be uh, a cow. So you got to move this little blotch over here, do this little blotch over there. So it looks like an ink blot. And I, I just really liked the like, like how they're they're lending each other their expertise um, and taking each other's feedback in a way that was you know, very, um, very much in the, in the spirit of Betsy Johnson. Um, and the only, the, the, and then we have our drama for, for Team Chaos and, and the drama is Oliver is making pants and allegedly, (laughs) the operative word, allegedly, where are these pants? So Oliver is saying that he's going to make pants. And then Anthony's like, Anthony Ryan's like, Oliver, um, wear, wear your pants. You're working on that top. And every time Anthony talks to Oliver, Oliver's holding another piece of a top. And like, oh, I'm going to the sewing room to sew this top. Yeah, but 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 Oliver, it's day two. Wear those pants. Oh, I think I'm going to do those late. What, what do you mean? Wait, wait, Oliver, come back. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so, so that is like the, dun, 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 dun. this is like the, the, the tension on team chaos is Oliver, um, Kimberly on, on team nuts and bolts tells us, uh, she doesn't like the textiles, mm. so she's not using them. She's not using any of the fabric that they made. And, and, and in a contrast, we have Becky over there who's all up in the fabric. Um, Becky is is using everyone's fabric. Becky is currently using Laura's fabric, not her own, <laughs> which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, but this also kind of leads into what I deemed in my notes a mean girl moment hmm. um, where we have lunchtime with Laura and Anya and um, I call it mean girl moment because I, I just imagine that this might be how some cafeterias are like in middle school <laughs> where you're in the cafeteria, you're eating your food and you're sitting at the, at the table. Um, and then the, you're talking about someone and the person that you're talking about walks in and you're just like, Hmm. But instead of hiding that you're talking about them, uh, you, you choose to, to be mean. So, mm-hmm. so And I don't believe that Anya is purposefully being mean here, but I do believe that Laura is being mean, but they're discussing Becky's skirt essentially. And Becky comes in and, and Laura goes, Hey Becky. And then Becky goes, Hey Laura. And this like sing songy, (laughs) I'm going to mock you kind of way. And they start making these suggestions about Becky's skirt and um, talking about how it's, how it's, 
boring and uh and becky's like well maybe it's because of the of the print which Mm -hmm. is laura's print um but becky also thinks that there is some strategy going on here because Mm -hmm. laura is talking to anya who is not a teammate and she's like why don't you talk to me this is weird this is very anti-betsy johnson if you have any issues come to me um yeah which i totally agree which is why i think it's mean yeah Um, so yeah and i think if if you are like already struggling with a lot of things this kind of energy just makes it worse exactly um so we have tim time and we first go to team chaos and tim looks at them and goes oh you all look happy and they are of course um, and they explain their concept around ink blots, and Tim goes, oh, okay, so it should look like a Rorschach test. So that's no longer a criticism <laughs> from me, because I'm wondering, Tim's like, why does it look like a Rorschach test? And like, that's on purpose, Tim. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, great. And then we have Victor, who sort of fills in another part of the story, saying like, we're also playing with silhouettes, too. So we're playing with like, a slightly square back, this top over here, Bryce's top has a slightly square back. My top has a slightly square back. So Tim is really happy that they're cohesive and collaborating. I mean, at this stage, it looks really, everything looks like it's in great shape. I, and I love, this is one of my favorite things about the show is like, I, I love learning a little bit about the decisions that they're making. Yeah. Um, because it, it, it these are design decisions and, um and and you know we can kind of like look at them happening but i love them explaining it and and talking about where they're going and yeah no it's it's just it 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 makes sense and it also is something that's not expected for instance with like oh um it's not like they're saying yeah you know it's inkblot on the front inkblot on the back inkblot in the scenes inkblots in the in the (laughs) i don't know in the thread we're using inkblotted thread inkblot i don't know it's just so it's like the it's a really wonderful mixer and balance of just you know being um very competent and showing your design competence yeah uh tim gives them i think the most teachery <laughs> feedback where because i wonder if tim wants is like oh, there's nothing wrong with this team so let me let me push them forward in a way that that really isn't a way forward but i want to do something that pushes them he says okay team the one thing that could go wrong here is that you have to keep your eye on the fitting the outfits will move on the models be sure like they're static now but it might change when you put the outfits on the model i'm like that happens every week tim so i feel like this is sort of like you know an obvious thing to to say and not necessary not necessary but i think a part of the the teacher um uh designer dynamic where he's like yeah just hold on to how this looks when you actually have the model fittings so yeah um all right we have team nuts and bolts next and uh laura starts where she goes so we took the literal sense of a clack uh you know a woman on the move she doesn't have any time and you know she's just busy and so uh she's like i got this charmeuse jumpsuit and tim is like i'm troubled i'm troubled by this jumpsuit um and so i noticed that instead of focusing on the on tim's comment about being troubled with the jumpsuit 
um, uh, she's focusing on how the whole team is kind of trouble. Like she starts deflecting immediately. And I thought, wow, this is interesting. Like you're focusing on Becky's skirt, but you're not focusing on your troubling jumpsuit. And now you're deflecting that everyone's bad. (laughs) And so we kind of move through the team and I know what you thought about. I would love to know what you thought about how this team looks versus the other team. Um, because Bert's you, and it seems like everyone is using this an open zipper to kind of, um, Oh God, lean towards no. or not to gears in a clock. Oh, but also edginess. Like a zipper does not just make things edgy. It makes, yeah. especially across the breasts. Yes. It was that edgy. So Bert's got an industrial zipper going diagonally um, right across the bust, like through the chest um, for the quote unquote cog effect. And Tim is like, what? Why? Why isn't this just princess suit cut? And uh, then we have, let's see here. Oh my gosh. I wrote on, on Becky's again, like I noticed here that she's got her skirt going on and she's got the charmeuse top. Um, But Tim is also troubled by that. And it's also troubled by the scale of the print, which is Laura's print. And it's a, it's a good point because we, a lot of the prints for the, um, for, for team nuts and bolts are huge. So the, the gears that Becky designed are quite big. And she even says like, I, I use the number print, which is just like giant numbers and gray and white um, instead of the, 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 um, the gear print that I made, because I, you know, I don't know if you want to put circles on women's hips. And I'm like, but you designed this. Like, yeah, you made it. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. So then you can, well, if you don't want to use it as a skirt, you can use it as a top maybe, or, or maybe make it into like a, a lining or, or something. Yeah. Make it into a lining where nobody sees it. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it was just like strange how Becky talked about her own prints. And then um, Tim looks at Josh's graffiti print um, when Becky wraps it. She's like, oh, you don't like this number print? So Becky just starts cycling through the other prints, being like, I didn't do this because of the hip thing. And then, but what about the graffiti print? And she wraps it and Tim just goes like, no. Tim just makes these weird sounds. He's like, I think shivering all over because he's just having a physical response to to the graffiti print. He's like, oh, no. So then they just go on to Kimberly's is next and she's got this, the same silk charmeuse top and then a very textured fabric underneath that Tim calls faux poodle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hilarious. Tim is just not having a great time over here. Um, and then we could move on to Joshua and he's making a jacket with gear closure details on the edges which I was actually, because in my head, I'm like, this seems very creative. And I think this is a really interesting way of getting at the cog idea, more interesting than using the, the zippers. Um, but the, pro- the say it again? Or the print. Or the print, yes. Because he wasn't using the print. Was he using the print? I don't think so. Oh, he wasn't. That's interesting. Not at this point, no. Yeah. Because um, um. some of it was in muslin, I think. But I thought, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. But Tim asks a very simple question. What is going on underneath? And it throws Joshua all off 
And so Joshua starts mumbling some answers and then looks at the fabric that Tim has just referred to as faux poodle and was like, oh, that. I'm going to use the faux poodle underneath my jacket. And Tim is scandalized. You are going to take this slick, pristine, and 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 a sophisticated jacket and you're going to shove this faux poodle underneath that and then we have a a, cl- a shot of victor in the background just like smirking and lurking in the corner loving it um watching tim getting hives tim's like oh my god this idea just makes me want to break it's just my skin is breaking out and and welts all over my body and hives <laughs> And I, I just, I really, it's, it's really like cringy to watch this moment between Tim and Joshua where Joshua, where Tim asks another question, like, why is this? Where is she going? And Tim and Joshua's like, she could be going anywhere. She could yeah. be going anywhere. This yeah. question is irrelevant. And I'm like, oh no. Oh, oh no. I know. Oh, this is, this is, this is like real, um, this is real difficult to watch um, because, and again, Tim, the MVP of all of these difficult situations, um, is like I'm. You know, I'm preparing you for the judges here, yeah. And I and, and obviously can assess that Joshua is getting a little worked up, and Tim is like, you know, puts Joshua back into the Betsy Johnson mindset and says, quite frankly, let go of your ego as much as you can, because yeah. this is a team challenge. And he says something really encouraging. He's like, I see the potential coming together and being a wow moment. Um, But potential is operative word here. Like uh, it's not there. He's like, I don't see it now. And so um, Tim goes, okay, let's touch each other. (laughs) So Tim has them all hold hands. He's like, I don't think I've ever asked anyone to do this before. Um, Okay. Children. Join hands. Joshua, Joshua, hold your brother Bert's hand. Joshua, get Bert's hand. And so I was I was expecting Tim to ask them all to bow their heads and close their eyes for prayer. And um, but this is just a gesture of togetherness. And I I just was like, this is again, this is like a genius moment. Um it, it is an so I love the word you used uh, with Betsy Johnson at, at the top about how it's a reset. And then mm-hmm. we have Tim coming in and resetting them again. Trying to reset them again. Trying. trying. Um, you know, these people resent these team challenges so much because it's like, it's not about my vision. It's now I don't get to show my vision, but I yeah. love how Tim reiterates again. Uh-oh. Oh, Oh no. <laughs> but i love how tim reiterates again um that hey throw out your ego because for me one of the most valuable parts about any collaboration is the throwing away of the ego which is actually the more thing the more important that's like probably one of the most important things a person should do when they're working on their own also yes yeah and this, I think, is something that really gets missed with this group over and over and over. It's not just 
how in interpersonal dynamics of working in a group, throwing out the ego in terms of working in a group. It's also their inability to sort of like see how throwing out the ego actually benefits them individually. Yeah. Anyway, and in general as a baseline. So yeah. this moment of holding the hands, I thought, all right, let's see if this grounding exercise works. <laughs> I don't know. What um, do you think? Did it work? <laughs> I was going to ask you that. What did you think? <laughs> I think there was potential. <laughs> There's so much potential with this group. Oh, it's mainly potential. They're all like chock full of it um yeah no i i this is like okay this is i'll I'll, (laughs) i'm i'm unfortunately uh i've got experience with people like joshua and i knew that this was not gonna be good because Mm. i i you know joshua doesn't seem to be able to he's going through a lot obviously so we know that he just lost his mother um, so he's grieving. Um, actually, not just it's been two years, but that's um, you know I don't see, I don't think that you ever really get over um, certain relationships when even when people pass away. So he's sort of in you know in this very um, high stakes, um, very high pressure moment, and those things can often you know trigger these feelings and like you know especially if his mother is someone who used to um, help or be helpful in terms of. I'm going to use a psych word, regulate yeah. <laughs> his emotions. Absolutely. Um, and so I think Josh was having a really hard time self-regulating. And when Tim leaves, Josh was seething. Um, he's taking mm-hmm. it very personally because he doesn't think about, he's not, a, he's not really reflecting on anything that Tim says, has said past the conflict with Tim, where Tim is like, you need to know where this person's going. Um, I know you don't care, but I'm preparing you for the judges. You need to care. You need to have this, this, um, uh, uh, you need to have this, um, this ready, but also this is, I think the first time Joshua has had any real negative criticism from Tim in a way that hits, um, uh, hits. And so we got, we get to see how Joshua deals with negative feedback or things that are not, um, uh, that don't go along with how he thinks something is. And it's, or don't go along how Joshua perceives themselves. Yes, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because, yeah, because he says, he's like, listen, I've worked my ass off to get here. I've been through so much. And I I, 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 I want this to be something that was worth it. Um, there's a lot going on um, where he's, uh, there's a lot going on. I would say, first of all, Joshua's extremely entitled. <laughs> but on top of that, he's really sad. Because we learned that his mother's birthday was sometime recently. It's probably not that day, but it was recent. Um, and uh, and so there's a lot of this circling around that has that's been fueling his his bullying rampage. Um, and it's really sad because he, we have him in a confessional and he can barely speak. He's so um, distraught, and all I can think about is just like, oh my god! Like I hope baby. 25 year old Joshua got some therapy was able to, to go to therapy or at least like process this. But um, it's, it's bringing out a lot of stuff and I'm like, you know, you know, would be wonderful if you maybe, um, you know, went to therapy. So you just don't lash out at innocent bystanders um, so much. 
Um, and there's, there's so much going on because I think, I do think that Joshua is entitled. Um, and it's a very particular time type of entitlement. It's mm. the, well, I've worked for it, therefore I deserve it. Yeah. Kind of entitlement as if other people near you haven't done the same exact thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but I was really struck by the compounding of grief because on top of loss, there's an economic uh, struggle because yes. Joshua was not able to attend uh, or to see their, their mom before the passing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and that really struck me as a very particular kind of pain. Yeah. Um, very particular kind of pain. Yeah, especially around the sacrifice of this work that he's putting into, um, that it's probably how he's been dealing with not being able to get there it's like well i'm i'm you know it, there's an economic reason um and so i'm gonna make this work because it'll make it worth it that i wasn't able to see her there's just like a lot a lot of that going on um, yeah yeah and i you know i don't condone these behaviors but i also like think that <sighs> joshua was struggling yeah you know? yeah like i don't think the be- this is not an ex- excusive behavior right to me, this just proves to me once once again that when you go on a reality show a major tv show people should have care to help them through these kinds of things and yes. to navigate these things off screen yes so that they are not kind of live hopefully they are not living in a perpetual shame about how they came off in this episode yes. you know what i mean it's like yeah, yeah. joshua you are also human <laughs> Dealing with a stressful thing on national television where yes. you're being prodded for these kinds of things is not helpful to you. Totally. You know? Totally. Anyway, sorry, I just have to go on about that. Nope, nope. Um, totally fine. Um so we we do um get to the point where we put these clothes on on bodies. So the models come in and it looks like we have some type of resolution or some type of understanding i'll say because we have um a moment with bert fitting the, um, the dress on his model and joshua coming over and giving some um you know giving some feedback and it looks like they're both bonding over their new common en- enemy which is tim's princess seems suggestion yes because <laughs> yes because bert's like that was such a stupid suggestion, right? And <laughs> Josh was like, yeah, what was Tim talking about with Princess Seams? It would have been so much worse. Let's keep this zipper across her chest. <laughs> I I would love to hear from the listeners on this because I, I know how to make very basic sewing things. I know how to make hems, you know, and I think I actually, well, I made curtains of questionable skill for my bathroom. <laughs> However, I know what a princess seam looks like. I don't know how it's made. I do think that it would have looked better instead of cutting up the fabric at the waist. So I don't understand why those two don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, you, I don't know, if you know or if like listeners know, like I'm curious. Yeah, I would love to know too because I've actually made it, I've, I've sewn a princess scene before and I learned at Mood because Mood used to give um, free sewing classes amazing yeah and i um i remember going with um with my then roommate and we were we learned how to sew princess seams it's hard for beginners right like for it's it's really hard because you're you're sewing on a curve um 
And so to get those seams to not pucker, I, I think they're, they're just like so difficult, but, um, but again, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm still consider myself to be a baby sewer. So I would love to know if, if oh. we have some listeners out there, we, we, I know you're out there. Um, uh, and I know a lot of you have, um, advanced skills. So please, please, yeah. do you agree with Tim or do you agree with Bert and Josh? It was stupid. Yes. In- indulge us with your advanced skills. We're here for it. <laughs> Um, but then here's another moment from team chaos, which is a, a moment that I thought was, I was warranted and really great. Um, so something we haven't talked about is that Bryce is feeling very insecure about Mm -hmm. himself on this team because Bryce hasn't won a challenge. And Bryce is also one of those people at the top of the season who was like, I went to design school. I'm better than you. Um, but, but hasn't been doing that well. Um, and so we have a moment where we see what Bryce is making and there's, it's a pair of shorts. Um, and Anya is suggesting that the short waist, the waist of the short needs to be higher because it would be, you know, have a little bit more of a modern feel. And I was, I was like, this is such a simple suggestion, but I think it's also a great one. Um, particularly because like, I, I love high-waisted shorts and they say like I, I have a, like a relatively high waist, um, but it feels it's more comfortable. And I do agree that it, it, it's not just an, like a boring short um, or like an everyday type of short or something to make it more special. It's something I I think it's the kind of like, once you have a high-waisted short, it's like, you're not going to the beach in this. Mm -hmm. You're not, like you don't wear that to sleep or to have coffee in the morning, yeah. right? It's sort of like it's more I don't want to say dressy, but it's not as casual. Yes. As like the regular uh, waistline, like the natural waist. Yes. Any of any person's proportion, if you elevate whatever that is, like if you bring it up mm-hmm. on the rise, then it does become more formal. A yeah. little bit. A yeah. little bit. Yeah, I totally agree. Um anything else about the models? I didn't write that um, much. No, me neither. No. All right. So the models leave and then we continue our our only drama on Team Chaos. Will Oliver finish his pants? Oliver, where are you going? Where are your pants? Uh, the drama of time is the best <laughs> drama, but not with these clocks. Not the clocks. Uh, so, um, yeah, anything for the rest of day two um, that comes to mind? I didn't write anything down. Um, no. All right. Well, let's go to runway day. Um, and I think this is the the day where Anthony goes, Oliver's pants. He just may kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great. Because it's a mad scramble to get those pants ready for the runway um, for Team Chaos. So Team Chaos comes in to like embody their name. But go ahead. So I have a question, Ernest. Yes. At this point, and it's funny, I thought about this, like I'm watching the show as we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, for the second time, like I watched it before today. Mm-hmm. I'm just sort of reviewing it along. And I think it also, I skipped again. Do we know what Oliver spent their time doing instead of the pants? We really don't, right? Oh, we do. We do. Okay. The top. (laughs) Which is the same as last week and the week before. Oliver spends... We don't really see 
what actually we don't see it okay okay we, we always see like parts of it i feel like oliver's always holding like little tiny pieces of the thing and we don't really see it until the runway <laughs> yeah okay this is what i sort of like at, when i watched this like several days ago i was like oh at the end i was like oh wait did we see this before and that was no. same thing again. i'm like oh wait we didn't see that no it did not we just like knew that there was this like issue with the bottom part which is i right. think oliver's theme this entire season like he has issues with the bottom part yeah um so yeah so they're running around they're getting like hair and makeup done we get to see how they're styling all of their models um it looks like team um uh nuts and bolts is going heavy on the bangs (laughs) they got like (laughs) they brought in extra bangs happening and it looks like team chaos is actually doing like unique looks or uh are doing individual looks for each of their models. Um, and I think it's also kind of wonderful that Becky is handling um, Team Nuts and Bolts stuff. And I think it's Anthony Ryan who's ma- mainly overseeing all the, the styling for um, Team Chaos. But anything anything else here? Anything? Nope. Ready yeah. for rocking. All right. Let's go to the runway. Oh my gosh. I'll say that this is one of my favorite runways because of who the judges are. So, okay. Yeah. Oh my God. We Same. have our normies. We have Michael Kors. Nina Garcia is back. So, Rosanna. And then we have oh, Rachel Roy, who I was hoping would have been a regular judge when Project Runway moved back to Bravo. I was like, yeah hoping she is my favorite guest judge ever ever yeah i think she's you know i you and i have the same dress but we're in different colors we do we have the same dress and we just realized this like what a month ago yeah i I saw you wear it i was like oh my god i have this dress too and i love the way you're wearing it because like i was like oh that's right like i do like I, i have it and i haven't it's been a while since i've worn it but Oh, it's a great dress. And what kind of blue do you have it in? Is it like a deep indigo? No, it's an like- electric blue. Oh my god, amazing! Yeah, I, I, why I can't like really wear it out. Like I've worn it to three weddings. <laughs> I'm the Maybe. same. Like I, well, I haven't worn that to a wedding, but I have like my wedding drag yeah. that I recently. Yeah, it's it's like it's a I I love the blue color. Um, oh my gosh! But yeah, yeah. So we have Rachel Roy. And then we have Rose Byrne, who I didn't realize is Australian. Me neither. <laughs> I, I, and I've seen this episode before, but I've never. Who, so Rose Byrne, um, actress and comedian, and whatever. Oh, oh, I think cool. I think of Rose Byrne as a comedic a- actress. Oh, I, guess I didn't know not that. a comedian. Maybe she's not a comedian, but she's a comedic actress. I'll say. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, at this time, she was on a show that I actually really liked. I think Glenn Close is a fantastic actress. <sighs> Oh my gosh. And Rose Byrne, the only reason why I know Rose Byrne is because I was like, oh, Glenn Close is in a new show called Damages. I'm going yes. to watch it. And Rose Byrne was in it. And I thought oh my God. Rose Byrne was amazing in it too. I forgot about Damages. That's, yeah, that's how I know about her. Um, and then she was in um, Bridesmaids. Um, that's right. Yeah. And then that's she was right. in like some other stuff, some other comedy stuff. But yeah, no, Damages. I love that show. Oh my gosh. But no <laughs> accent ever. She She never has she all I shouldn't say no accent she always has like an American generic accent 
Um, and when she started speaking, I was like, what? Huh? What is that? Oh, my God. She's Australian and like like, like a thick Australian accent. Um, yeah. And also thick bangs. She's in in sync with the, the nuts and bolts models. <laughs> in the bang. In the bang. <laughs> All right. So let's start the show. And that means... Um, or the runway, I'll say. And that means listeners, you can look into the show notes and click on the link and you'll um, get the cheat sheet so you can follow along with us. Yeah. I I just want to say that uh-huh. let me just give like a shameless plug for our favorite homegirl, Nayland, right oh, now. Yes. Because, you know, we, you and I, um, Ernest, were in person. Well, we've been in person several times, but mm-hmm. we also were in person at Nayland's performance at the Whitney Museum for the biennial where mm-hmm. Nayland's performance was um, based on garments. Mm-hmm. Listeners, wish you could have been there. It was amazing. And Nayland asked us to do a gender discard. It was a gender discard party, mm-hmm. right? So the performance and the artiste mm-hmm. asked us to let go of aspects of our gender that no longer served us. And I brought we both brought pieces, you and I. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to talk about the piece that I brought. Yeah. <laughs> Babbling. Like, I brought a piece from, like, my work, like, in corporate culture, which I've, um, you know, I've never been, like, the CEO, but I was always, like, I had, like, a, a creative job in those environments. And I held up this little garment. I was like, goodbye, sad corporate. Like, oh, I forget exactly what I said, but sad rag of corporate office something. Yeah. And when Heidi walks onto the runway I, on this episode I was like oh, look at you Heidi that's what I used to aim for my corporate drag scenario wow. I never had leather pants ethically I would never buy leather pants new at least not new yeah maybe. I definitely would not buy them used either but just like this is exactly what <laughs> was my sort of like oh this is how I have to look at work a t-shirt some kind of blazer yeah and like some kind of fitted pants, but of course mine were courtesy of like J Crew sale rack and yeah. you know, department store sale racks. And my pants used to come from boys' departments mm-hmm. of department stores a lot. So when I saw this, I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" <laughs> I love it. I mean, because I, I actually, I love this outfit that that Heidi is wearing. Um, but also, I I notice just this like her overall styling. It's so funny that that you think of this as like it is it is like corporate kind of like corporate fashion drag maybe. Because, I mean for me, yeah. Um, because she's got like this bouffant, but she also has like um, um, I noticed like glittery silver um eye makeup going on. Oh, okay. like it was giving me like this really like casual, cool rock attitude. Mm. And I it was it was so. Yeah, it was it was great and also black and white. Um, so just kind of kind of classic um in a way. And I, I it it just I love it when she dresses like that because it's it's very effortless. I, you know, Project Woman loves that word. But um mm-hmm. but in that in that sense, like ex- accessible. Like I could see you dressing like that. <laughs> yeah. Well it it's a look that it's very easy to replicate. Yes. Because well, I mean you don't I don't have that figure or those proportions. It's not easy to replicate in that way, but yeah. in terms of getting a blazer, a t shirt in a fitted jean i mean yeah. a fitted pant like it is easy to replicate yeah no yeah uh good call <laughs> anyway there's that <laughs> all right um okay so 
so we get the runway started. So the first team that's up is Team Nuts and Bolts. And so Team Nuts and Bolts starts off with, you see their video. Um, what do you think about this video? Uh, so it's mostly of like cars on the ground, uh, you know, ground shot of cars running. And of course, we see the backs of Laura running in these um, uh, like taupe pumps or whatever. And it's also got this like, um, I call it like a cross process filter. Mm. So it's got like, you know, it almost looks like MTV in the early 80s <laughs> or in the mid 80s or something like that. But um, yeah, a very like 80s style um, effect on it. Yeah, it's very saturated. It's overly saturated. Yes, yeah, oh. really saturated. Which is, you know, it's so I'll say like, you know, the, the cheat sheet was a bit of a struggle this week because of the color yeah, <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Um, I could tell f that the photographer probably had some issues with the color balance on this one. Um, but anyway, that's, I'm sorry, that's like technical photo stuff. Anyway, so Josh, Joshua first, Joshua M. And um, Joshua figured out what was going on underneath that cog top. And uh, all the pants are in his fabric and a little bit of... Um, Becky's fabric on on the pocket so we have some graffiti for the bulk of it and then we have some gear detail in the pockets um what did you think about this outfit I mean it it wasn't like a favorite of mine but it was not the worst thing I've ever seen on on this episode and mm -hmm. on, um I I to me it does look very dated so what makes it dated I mean I'm I mean, for me, like just the shape, the black and white, mm -hmm. to me, it's sort of like a very 80s, like a very like high 80s mm -hmm. aesthetic of like black and white and half and half. And I feel like if it just had in uh, this type of like interlocking closure, I appreciate yeah. more creative take on the gears of a clock, but I don't see how this flatters someone yeah i think and also it's not really black and white it's like black and black and white stripe yeah um the collar is really off to me it's sort of like um it, i don't know i don't think the fit and the jacket is not as as exciting as i thought it would be i think the pants are really well fitted mm -hmm. i don't like the round pockets um and i don't like the print but I think the pants are well fitted. Yeah, the pants are annoying to me because they're too long. Mm. Um, I think they it should have just have been cut, like just just taper them or something. And yeah. I don't like the the shoe. I think the shoe is weird um, yeah. in, in terms of the color. But I love how I think it's interesting how Joshua M always does a little bit too much because I think that's it's too much in terms of all of the like the interlocking idea. It's a little bit much. And um, even that shirt underneath, I, I'm pretty sure if that model took the jacket off, you would be able to really see that even that simple blue is just too much. It just looks like it's hooked up on one side. Um, the jacket looks like it's covering up a mistake. And um, I agree with you. Like I, Because I was wondering, you know, where the dated part comes in. And it just feels like this jacket is not meant to go anywhere. <laughs> So I wasn't really sure in terms of when would, would it be because I, you know, again, I love outerwear and I can't imagine wearing this. It would be so annoying. It feels like it would slip off all the time. Yeah. Or you have like a piece of it flapping out in front of you. You can't close it. 
you can't you can't close it. There are no pockets. So and the, and even, yeah, the back is weird. It's like you can see through like the seams purposely don't line up so you could see yeah. some other weird print underneath. Yeah, yeah. And so it yeah, I just I'm like there's there's not like an it's either here nor there. Um and so it looks good. I think it as an outfit, it looks good, but just to kind of walk the runway and that's it. In a way. Yeah. Um, all right. Next we have Becky. And Becky has decided, oh my gosh, on the third fabric. So she, so Becky made this skirt out of all the fabrics and she, and she decided to, to, to land on the graffiti fabric. Um, but Becky also is really invested in this jacket. So on the cheat sheet, I chose a, I chose a perspective where you could actually see the detail in the, in the elbow that's, that she put in there because I thought this is probably my favorite thing that Becky has ever made on on the show me too and it's kind of a shame that it is so small and kind of not flimsy but it's so inconsequential compared to she made three pieces and so it's like you you made one impressive piece and then you made two other pieces yes so yeah i I think this jacket, I love this jacket from the back. Loved it. Loved it. I love those details in the elbow, the little cut, the see-through cut things. Um, I don't know how I feel about the front of the jacket. Mm. I think it needs like a little bit of something. Yeah. Um, I think it has the same problem that Joshua's jacket has, where it's just sort of like formlessly flappy, randomly flappy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I do think that this jacket was, did not really receive attention in terms of feedback yeah but i think uh becky like deserved yeah i agree um i think people just were like oh that's becky it's bad let's focus on all the bad things we like because we don't really understand anything becky has ever made yeah. even though okay here's something that i think has merit yeah to the discussion and is totally ignored i mean because i feel like it's like i don't know because in my head i'm thinking oh maybe would have maybe she would have gotten more of that feedback if she'd made the jacket in the graffiti print um but but i wonder if that what because i feel like the they because they do talk about the the graffiti pant and i think it draws the eye down but i think it's a it was a great idea to make it in black and maybe it's just you know how like becky's eye for putting colors and prints together i don't think is that great and it really distracted you from I, I just I thought this jacket was great but also well, it made me think like is this a tail end of bolero time remember did you ever have a bolero I used to have was like oh I still have a bolero what oh, do you still, mean I don't know I don't I don't I don't see them around as much I'm just like oh maybe boleros are over I finally um gave mine away but it made me think like oh man I used to wear a lot of those like bolero jackets to more like formal things um yeah so yeah I mean I think like for for um, Becky to make this jacket in the print, it wouldn't have um, it would not be able to retain this kind of structure. I actually really yeah. love the fabric. I love that like like small ribbed fabric that yeah. this has because it gives it this shape that I think yeah. oh, the structure really nice. Yeah, oh, and I think with those cutouts on the elbow, the print might have been like especially that print. Maybe if it was just like a pink and orange print that mm-hmm. was sort of like really bright mm-hmm. um maybe but i i like it in a solid color yeah i agree I it agree. shows off the design more yeah yeah 
Well, that was Becky. And then next we have Bert. And I wrote in my notes, oh my gosh, this length is so in right now. Right before Anya, we hear her whispering, that length is terrible. Um, and maybe it was terrible in 2011, but I, I actually really liked the length of this. And I thought, again, um, in terms of doing something and, and, you know, Team Chaos was a little bit more deliberate and, and thoughtful in terms of pushing themselves to do something different. I thought, at, at least for Bert, this seemed like Bert was pushing himself, um, and especially with the, with the length of, of, uh, of the dress. And, um, and so I, I, I actually was, was fine with it, but, um, I thought it was, it was a, it was a nice dress despite the zipper. Um, mm. So what'd you think? I think, I think the length is the least of its problems. Mm. Um, I don't care for that length, but mm. I think that length looks really great on taller people than me. Yes. Um, but I, I think the length is the worst of its yeah i didn't like it yeah um i i yeah i actually i wasn't too bothered by it but i also wasn't thrilled um again it's some there's something with the styling and i the boots make it really heavy on the bottom and i I really i was really aware of the styling for this runway for some reason and Mm. i feel like i was like oh i i don't know like everyone's i think choosing the wrong shoes um so yeah, um, but I thought it was great of Bert to have used all like only the print, um, which I thought was really respectful. Yeah, in a way, not not saying like that that Bert was trying to like be super respectful or it, it was like a nod to Becky, but I'm just like, at least he went for it. Like I thought that was yeah, really cool. I totally agree, and I think that was a smart design decision. Yeah. And it's not it's a well made dress. Yeah, right. It's yeah. it's not like there's a there's lack of skill here mm-hmm. there's just something else yeah no i agree next we have kimberly <laughs> oh i want to hear you talk about this oh man because so kimberly uses the cog or the gear motif um in the waistband so that's how kimberly is bringing in some of the cohesion along with the color the kimberly also stayed with the faux poodle fabric for the skirt which i thought was not a great move (laughs) um i it's better than the print (laughs) yeah it's i think it's it's way better than using the print um but there's but but she also like i think loves this everyone is like and we see anthony ryan a little bit too like with this like bubble um silhouette thing going on i just thought it was a it was a really wonderful way of blocking up the color. It's the best way of using these colors together that I, that I, that I think like the, the, the faux poodle at least is some type of neutral. I do not like the color combinations that this team came up with, but it's neither here nor there. Um, And, but I, I thought it was great. Not great. I thought it was like, okay, I can take this from the front then. And you can't see this on the cheat sheet, but the model turns around and there are like, um, I think chains, um, chain links on the back of, of the outfit. And it was just like one thing too much. It's like yeah. way too much. The skirt was too tight or too tapered around the, the model's thighs because it runs up. 
Um, yeah. And the model is a complete professional and did not pull the skirt down um, as they walked down the runway. And right. um, and so it was and also I don't think it was great. And of course, this could be editing, but like Nina Garcia's face, this whole yeah. runway um, was not happy in seeing this. I, I just thought the the chains on the back was just like too much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, wish, I, I wish that Kimberly had made some pants. <laughs> so, always, yeah. always. Kimberly makes great pants. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on it? No, I think you covered it. Yeah. All right. Next, we have Laura. Who brings up the rear with this uh, jumpsuit and I thought this was so strange there was something really off about almost everything with this jumpsuit like the waist was a little like slightly too low the the pants which I I love that type of pant that has like um kind of like this like uh like almost like a jog uh, like a joggers feel to it um mm. I didn't think the heels were great. Again, the styling was just like kind of strange. Um, the model seemed uncomfortable in it, strangely. Yeah, they didn't walk very well in it. Like, yeah. it people to walk in. Yeah, so I don't, this looked like it ought to, it should have been comfortable, but didn't look comfortable. Um, and yeah, there's again, like some design choices that I didn't really understand. Like the waistband was, was is really strange. There's a lot going on there with the, cog motif um or the gear motif and then you have um along the shoulders there's there's like a thin part and then a thick part to the shoulder mm-hmm. um so there's right. like a lot of feel it felt random some of these decisions yeah. that she was making i agree yeah and um, i i hate it when zippers are used in ways that don't as just like a detail yeah like the way the zipper, like you can't like one side of you know a zipper is composed of two halves right mm-hmm. get get pulled together and on this garment like the the two halves are split yeah at the top as a design detail and i just feel like if you can't close it why is it like that like what does that do yeah you know? yeah uh nothing uh it like is it's, it's, it's Sorry, it's not like it was done in the reverse way. Like you could have had the two halves of the zipper start at the top, come together in the middle mm-hmm. and be able to zip it accordingly to your waist size at the bottom. Like that would be a functional way of integrating the zipper into this design because then you could, oh. make, it, could make it, you could make the waistline slight, not modular, but slightly adjustable. Yeah. It's like, it's the inversion of that. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, it it is again. Like, I think I wonder if she was trying to not be literal in a reference to the clock, and they all thought, "Oh, zippers kind of look like gears. Like it, it is kind of it kind of functions in the same way. Maybe it's also industrial. So let's do that. Edgy, edgy, edgy. Because clocks have been edgy since you know twelve twenty whatever. since the since the compass you know it's like clocks have been edgy yeah no clocks you know we're yeah we're a thousand years too late for that um anyway so (laughs) all right nothing more edgy than a retro sundial (laughs) um all right so that's the end of team uh nuts and bolts 
Um, and then we, again, the the all the models walk out, and we have Nina Garcia's face, which is the unhappiest that I think I've ever seen it. Then we have Team Chaos, and Team Chaos starts off with their like symmetrical uh Rorschach mirroring motif going on in the back. Um, we start off with Anya. Um, okay, thoughts thoughts on this? Um. I mean, it was not the strongest start of the runway, but it was a great outfit. Yes. You I know, agree. I mean, it, it's well-made. It's The print is amazing. Actually, I, this is probably my least favorite print that mm-hmm. they made, but I like how Anna thinks about details. Yeah. Like, the little belt was really great, and the sleeves being a different color was really great. Yes, yeah. I, 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 I loved this outfit because of how the prints were put together. And again, I think sort of maybe thinking about Becky, like I wish Becky could do something like this, like using that black um, um, at the shoulder um, does something because it looks it kind of looks like what we've been seeing Joshua M make, (laughs) Um, Mm. but it isn't. It's 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 very, very um, like it's yeah, it's it's very smart. Um, It also it's incredibly it looks so comfortable. There are pockets in it. Um, I thought the, uh, I, I also liked the, the little belt. So the accessorizing is just not too much. And it also, again, I think it makes an impact because it's something that we haven't seen Anya make before. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I really loved, I, I, I love the way she used the print down the front. I thought it was just, it was just so great. Really intelligent. Yeah. I liked it. Um, all right, next we have Bryce. Bryce. And this Bryce. poor model. I just I just I just want to say that oh man, maybe I shouldn't point it out, but I thought this model's hair was like not great. Um they added in um so so again the styling with them, they've they've kind of tailored it to each model. Um uh, so Bryce has the shorts and the high low top. Um Yeah. What did you think about the shorts? I love these shorts. They're not bad. Yeah, I thought they were really, really great. I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed looking at them, and I thought, yeah, no, and I, I like that the uh, model was wearing um, flats, but I, I really enjoyed the, the black outline of the, of the pockets, and how it made this really nice divide with a different use, a, a, another print for, um, for the lining of the pockets, and like the top is very you know whatever it's very blah um but i i love the shorts i really like yeah them. i i think they're really well it's like a fun pattern they're fun to like they look fun to wear i really like the back of the shirt though you did yeah the back of the shirt the way it hangs in the back yeah i really like that yeah it's like got... the no go ahead the way it's held together by something at the top mm-hmm. so it, it falls in a very controlled way yeah um i i, I like the back of the t-shirt i yeah. wish the front was more interesting yeah me too i and that's yeah, that's another thing we like it over. couldn't have the neckline in that same shape like I just know. a little like a rectangular-ish dip neckline yeah something um, um but i guess they're doing all that rectangle stuff in the back and and that's like i don't know yeah but i agree um, the, the front should have been a little bit more. I also love that, that sleeve style of this shirt in that yes. it's like not 
it's like halfway and it's uh, diag- like a diagonal. It's yes. not like straight cut. Yes. Yeah. It's super flattering. Um, I have those types. I, I, I have a couple of shirts that fall like that. Um, and I don't know what it is about my body shape, but I like how I look in those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More like a straight cut sleeve. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. All right. So after Bryce, we have Anthony. And Anthony's got like um, like a bunch of stuff going on. Anthony hand painted the skirt and also used um, probably their print for the top. But it's got this like, you know, um, very, I don't know, there's there's something kind of junior about this silhouette. And but the way that the model is styled, we're supposed to feel that there is this, I'll, I'll use the word edgy again, like this edginess to it. But it this kind of gave me the vibes of like a really great thing that maybe you would wear to Easter Sunday. Um, yeah, I don't know. How did you feel about it? <laughs> It's not my aesthetic. Um, I do like the shirt. Yes. I don't understand like the length of the hem for the skirt. Like I feel I do agree with you. I think Junior is like this is like I, I agree with you because this is some this is like the kind of thing that like my mom would choose for me, not that I would choose for myself. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um but I think there's a lot of intelligence in it. I do wish that this the skirt had a much longer hem, like knee length, mm-hmm. to sort of make it look like an adult might mm-hmm. want to wear it and sit down. Oh, oh, <laughs> that is a really good... <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I think about that all the time now, is like if I, when I like sitting down on something but also like particularly like on the subway um like i yeah that's that is yeah that's a good point um i don't understand the gray like the gray waistband Mm -hmm. um but i i also think like what would it be red no black no white no i guess Hmm. it could be white i don't know but for some reason that the gray really dulls it out for me yeah um, I also don't like the styling of these shoes, Yeah, but it's not terrible. Like yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. Um, from, from the designers whispering to each other during the, the runway, there's some talk about asymmetry with the skirt. Yeah. But I think, is that in the design or is that in the, um, Rorschach? Stuff? I think it's quite the design. I think it's in the splatter, like oh, okay. the, the pattern yeah. that is printed okay yeah because i was like oh i don't see that but that would have been interesting to maybe see some asymmetry there i also wonder if the gray is um a a design or a a color choice that maybe someone who's not colorblind could have maybe helped anthony out with um because i i wonder i think he's he's working in like tones and contrast yeah um it's an it's an interesting decision but but uh, you know that to a colorblind person gray and red read the same yeah so i think interesting that yeah just how it looks yeah yeah all right so after anthony we have oliver and this is like dun, da, da, da. we have pants we have pants pants and also look at this top 
so Look the, at top, that the top comes out um and it's a jacket, right it's not like a shirt it's a jacket oh okay because there's nothing underneath right. so i just assumed it was like a top right oh, I is it a, a jacket a... it's like a blazer then but it's oh, closed this is, this is controversial is it I a think, top i think it's a top but it looks but like a jacket what? i think you this whole time i've been thinking it's a jacket and you're right it, you can't take it off like there's no zipper there's no way to take it off so it is a top yeah. i loved this because huh. it does look like outerwear and it is it's a top um yeah. i yeah i i i also was like happy for this model because this model's been through a lot with oliver and i think i think this model looks the best on the runway out of, of everyone um and you know also, also is like a really good walker but i i just i loved this top i thought it was so like the lapels are like mm. a nice proportion um we've got some really um cl like great peplum action going on but it's not too overwhelming um it's it's got this like really nice fall that almost feels like a ballet like something that you would i don't know there's I, i'm seeing like ballet is coming to mind but it's it's very delicate and it's very light but very structured and also kind of keeping in that square motif and i think oliver did in a way that's really great um and then the pants anya helped with the pants that's that's why we have pants here and the pants look really good <laughs> so good yeah and i love the back like there's like a um we call like i know this it's i think it's a it's a box pleat but it's an inverted box pleat mm. so the pleats kind of stick out a little bit so there's some dimension that's happening there i just thought it was like a really smart design um and how it looks and also in and how oliver put it together but that's the secret that was that was the thing that oliver was running away from everyone and not working on, on pants doing yeah i i have to say i'm not crazy about this oh yeah well, okay why 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 First of all, I don't like this color. Yeah. I, th these are like, I think you and I had a conversation sometime about this, like sad colors at Uniqlo, where we're like, oh, why is that? No, they're so depressing. Yeah, you know? Like, yeah. Because sometimes yeah. I go there and the colors are, I'm like, I want a t shirt in every one of these bright, happy colors. And then yeah. I go there, why is everything like a shade of eggplant? You yes. know? Yes. And I think this is sort of, I don't know. I, it's one of these things where I feel like, how do I know what I'm looking at? Because if Tim, well, we later find out that this was impeccably tailored, right? Mm -hmm. But the way that it walks on the runway, the fit is really weird in the breast area to me. Oh. I, I think that, okay, I have to use the capacities of video to show you this because I don't know how to describe this, but I have, this is, how I have a really hard time finding blazers because uh, I actually have like wider shoulder. I, I don't know. For some reason, for like my proportions, my shoulders tend to be wider. Mm -hmm. And I think it's from doing a lot of like physical things. Yeah. Not like, not like weights, but like, just like just... I, I have to lift a lot of heavy things. Yeah. So um, I'm just wide. I'm not big or bulky. I'm just wide up there. Yeah. Yeah. But notice how like on this, like on this shoulder line, uh -huh. like have like the top of the jacket and then there's like a bleep and then down and then another bleep oh what 
this is why I have to get everything tailored to not do that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. So it's like, in a way, and the best way that I can describe this is that there's like a, a dip at the top of the shoulder. And then there's like a, a protrusion when it gets to the top of like, what muscle is this? Uh, oh no. I want to say like your deltoids. Deltoids. Okay. Yeah. So it's sort of like this strange it's like this weird curviness on your shoulders where you don't really want that yeah no i i see that now um because why I mean, people were gaga over it yeah it because it, it, it is something that um oh man no now i'm now i can't stop seeing it um and i don't know what's sorry no 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 it's fine because i think there's there's something about the structure of the shoulder area that makes it go out a little bit too much um, and then the sleeve is slightly too tight, maybe. And yeah. so it kind of comes in right over. And so that seam is not, it's not perfect, but it's almost like the shoulders need to be wider. Somehow. Yeah. yeah. And also, I don't understand why, okay, these leather detail lapels, mm -hmm. the way they meet at the bottom and then just stop. It's like, yeah. well, like, it seems like a very arbitrary way to join those two leather panels. Why are they stopping there? Mm -hmm. Like, how does it? Why does the design stop there? Like, I don't, I do not understand this jacket. I love the peplum of it all. Mm -hmm. I love like how it's fitted at the waist, but even like at minute, what is this? I'm on Hulu. So at minute, oh, it tells me like what I have left. Is it like? Uh, so like, oh, okay. 42, 40, wait, 42, 37, mm -hmm. I think where the model is doing a little turn. Mm -hmm. Um, and we get to see how it looks when a person puts their hands in the pockets. Yes. It is messy. Oh. <laughs> it looks, I mean, this is, again, this is like one of the things I look for when I'm trying to buy blazers. And this is why we have like two blazers and a bolero yeah. because these fits are really hard to, I, I, it's just hard. Yeah. To find. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't. I believe Tim and Michael when they say this is impeccably tailored, you, you know, you did well. Mm -hmm. I believe it. But when I, I don't know how to read that expertise because I'm just focusing on all these other things that I just said. Yeah. Cause I, it's, and it's like with that. Yeah. It's interesting with the leather detail because it, that's, that's sort of where it stops. It seems like that was also adding on to the shape, like the square shape there. Which I think is really interesting, but yeah, no, I and I also think it 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 could just yeah like the fabric, um, like maybe is not the best, but um, and it doesn't yeah. relate at all to the print. Like for me, this is like what a like a Sherlock Holmes villainous would wear, mm -hmm. and the the print on the pants is like fresh, yeah, fun, like a breath of fresh air in the closet and then the top is like a step backward in time yeah well it's sort of like oh we're not walking through the prairie anymore now we're going to see the uh steam-powered computer convention <laughs> yeah i because i think it's so funny because i'm i'm just so used to now seeing oliver use these farmish colors all the time where mm -hmm. at least it's you know, it, there's like some black to kind of hold it together. And 
I don't think there is like a little bit of gray in some of those prints, but not enough, not as much as there were in Team Nuts and Bolts. And so yeah. that that would have pulled the gray out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not as bothered by it because in a way I'm like I'm it's just at least nice to see Oliver using some type of print. But of course, he was forced to use it. And also, I think, you know, I think a lot of help from Anya as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's mostly the jacket <laughs> that I like. I do love the shape of the lapels. Yeah, yeah. And I think the sleeve length, another thing I look for, is really great on this item, on this garment. Yeah. Again, I don't understand it in the way that other people do and love it for. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I don't either. Like I again, like I'm not a tailor, but uh yeah, man. But I love the pants. Yeah. (laughs) I want the pants. All right. So and then last bring up the the finale is Victor and this gown that everyone really liked, you know, spoiler alert, but um, yeah. What, what did what did you, I, I, I'll just say that I'm biased against this like mesh fabric. Ah, okay. It's one of my pet peeves. Like I do not like it when that's around. Um, why? I don't, I, I don't know why there's something about it where it feels um, especially when it's in the front, like if, if it's in the back, I, I'm not that, that bothered by it, but in mm. the front, um, I think of it as like a, maybe I'm confused by the necklines. It's like you have two necklines now. So you have yeah. like this, uh, like, like a, it's not a sweetheart, but the other one, that's not, not a sweetheart. It's mostly like, you know, it's a strapless dress, but then you also have a crew cut neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it changes the, um, the look or the feel of it. I also don't do well in these kind of cuts, so I, I, I think that's also like I'm I'm a little biased towards it. Right. Um, but um, also love this model. I'll just say, uh, so oh. you can't really. I mean, I, I you know it's it's on you know you can see it on, um, uh, on the cheat sheet, and I I actually used an image that I took from Nick Varios's blog for this last one because you can see the model's face and all the models were looking so I think elegant but all of them were sneer like like they have this great like sneer to them um and this model is like so my my favorite um but in, anyway yeah so I, I feel like but for this one um they had like a, a, a feel to it that I think didn't necessarily go with the <laughs> the elegance of the gown but also i can see this this person wearing this gown period um but i and i'll just say like i love the bodice because we saw how it was made in the workroom Mm -hmm. and that there was a lot of work put into making this symmetrical and um having it look graphically interesting also comes off looking a little bit like um like abs to me in a way um there's like a rorschach Uh thing going on what do you mean by abs? Abs, like 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 the model's abs. Oh, model's abs. Okay. Uh, you know, like uh, ab. How do you? What's like the full name for abs? But like, there's a actual like a Rorschach thing going. Abdominals. Yeah, it look like abdominal muscles. But the, there's like a Rorschach thing that happens actually when I look at it. I'm like, oh, it kind of looks like, uh, like a butterfly, or it's looking like, um, you know, an angel with wings, or it looks like, uh, right. the model's got abs or something. And so I kind of like that. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, the flowiness of it, I thought was just like, it's, you know, it's like nice and simple, but it doesn't take away from the effect of, you know, being mesmerized by the bodice. 
can't stop laughing. Maybe this is like my sissy coffee taking effect, but like all I can think about now is Victor Lunar, inventor of the butterfly six pack. Yes. <laughs> it well looks like a butterfly six pack. <laughs> right. That's all I can see. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I, it, I, I really loved it. I, I like looking at the bodice. It's, you know, yeah, it's cool. It's interesting. I love your take on this gown. I was not crazy about it. However, I think it's like a piece of like design intelligence from how it moves, the fabric choice. Yes. Like I love the arm, the, like the arm silhouette that it mm. creates. Um, but I think um, I just wish that Rorschach print hadn't been so symmetrical. Hmm. Like it would have been more interesting to me if the middle of it was on the side. Oh. And then we saw like half and then the other half, but the other half, like from the back, I think this dress is beautiful. It's great. It's beautiful. The back is crazy. Yeah. And so I, I feel like it's such a piece of intelligent design. I just don't like the symmetry of the print. I think it's too like dead on. It's yeah. too like flat. Um this model is one of my favorite walkers. Yes. From this season. My favorite. Um but I think Victor's a great designer. Mm -hmm. I think it works great in the collection. I, I do not like the styling with that bag. Um, it's sort of like too matchy-matchy. Mm -hmm. so, um, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of the runway. And um, then we immediately find out who the winners and the losers are. <laughs> right. So um, the team that wins will, the winner will come from the team that wins and they'll get immunity. And then the losing team, one person from the losing team will go home. And so uh, the team that wins is Team Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> Are we no, surprised? I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> I mean, there's no uh twist there's no like oh you know they came from behind they had their come together moment and it route they rallied and created a and shocked the viewer shocked everyone else and themselves and no no it's and yeah we knew this from the very beginning that they were the yeah. losing team yeah. so so then we talked to the winning team first and um so they bring everyone in front of the in front of the judges and while team nuts and bolts like goes back and like starts, they start to like devour each other in the back um, while they're waiting to, to come out and, and hear stuff. So um, I didn't write much about what happened back there. Cause it's just like more, oh. more grossness. Um, uh, so on the runway, uh, Heidi says, this is one of the best runway shows that they've seen all season and is impressed that the, that team uh, chaos did so much in two days and everyone loves all the prints and Heidi in particular is like, it's hard for me to pick which one I like the best. Like I've never seen, I've never seen these prints before. So when Heidi has seen something, I think she automatically likes something that she's never seen before, even if it's terrible. And so she's like, I've never seen these prints before. So I like them. I like them all. So yeah. Um, Michael Kors <laughs> gives like a really long, 
I think all of them give like a really long uh, uh, feedback thing. And they're going through, and Michael Kors is just praising everyone, calling it sophistication, saying that, starting off saying that there's a, a sophistication that he wish would were kept up throughout all of the garments. And so that, um, of course, it, it's, it kind of leads you to believe that there are less sophisticated looks. Um, but Michael starts off on uh, Oliver's jacket as the high note and says it's one of the strongest tailored pieces that they've ever seen on the show and everyone is really thrilled to hear this like I love everyone's reactions because like oh Oliver you're having a moment it's great um and Michael Kors loved the video loved the attitude and um along with the the Oliver's jacket really loved um the evening gown that Victor made and thought it was just really fantastic and really chic um goes on and on and on and on and on and then then like leans into I think Bryce's worst fear because the only outfit that I think that Michael Kors says brought the sophistication down was Bryce's outfit where the urban um elegant urban lady goes to the ball <laughs> which mm. I was like oh that's that's so terrible it's harsh um and you know just you know made me really uncomfortable because I'm like gosh darn it you're on the winning team and and they've mm -hmm. said such gr great things about everyone else and then they're singling you out for having something that is unsophisticated um right so yeah uh rose Byrne says that she's scared of prints but these but these prints seem really approachable to her which i thought was a really great way of of explain or, or explain like why um these were like good together and i think approachable is I, I agree with that. And she's like, yeah, they're really approachable and hip. Um, and yeah, and she would wear, I think, all of them. And we have Rachel Roy, who's really glad that they brought in color. And she's like, I just love it. It's just, it's different. It's different. I just love that you guys brought that in. Um, Nina Garcia also says like great things about everything else, but really criticizes the hair and makeup. And is yeah. really and is also like kind of very sheepish about this criticism. And I think sure. it's because she's so thrilled about everything else. She's like, I think she loves the, the collection so much is probably really happy to to see something that is almost fla relatively flawless. <laughs> and it's like the only thing, but don't take this too hard, is that the hair and makeup, it just needs it to, to be up to the level of the clothes. Yeah. So fair. Very fair. Yeah, I agree um yeah anything else anything that i, I missed there no uh um, yeah heidi heidi does ask the um the you know the thing that she has to it's like so how did you work as a team any fights no it doesn't look like you had any fights okay so how about this who do you think should win oliver and oliver's like uh um i think um i really like what, what i what i did i'm really proud of myself of the jacket animate and i think i should be the winner and he's <laughs> like what oliver what are you saying um i think maybe i uh could maybe someday if possible if you would like for me um i would win so it's like 
Just say it. Just say it, Oliver. And so Oliver starts a trend where Heidi goes down like, who do you think should win? And everyone's like, I should win. I'll take, you know, because I thought everyone would be like, give it to Oliver. But everyone's like, no, me. Victor's like, "Mm, me. (laughs) And Anya says me. The only person who doesn't say me is Bryce. Bryce thinks Anya should win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Graceful. Really graceful. And it's so funny because Michael Kors is, of course, like, I think it's uh, last week told got on Oliver being like Oliver just like you know own how powerful you are and Oliver's like um okay I'm powerful no Oliver own it um I'm powerful you know like Oliver's you know trying to come out they're trying to bring Oliver out and this is the week that they're like finally like we can see what you can do um and Michael Kors like you guys are so cute you know you're like like designers out there look at me we have huge egos um, and I'm just like, oh yeah, talk about huge egos. You don't have them here necessarily, but the biggest one is backstage. Like, wait, mm. wait a second, wait a minute. I would say the biggest ones are backstage. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so here comes Team Nuts and Bolts. So they say goodbye to Team um, Chaos. Um, team Nuts and Bolts, which is the actual Team Chaos, comes out. Um, and Kimberly is the one that introduces the concept. She's like, we were, it's all about this busy, um, urban woman on the go, uh, who never has enough time. And that's why we brought in the time and the clock motif here. And, um, everyone is bothered by these, (laughs) these prints. Um, uh, Nina, I love it. Nina's just like, these are bad. Like they're, she just outright like says they're bad, but they go down Mm -hmm. the line and Heidi Klum is like, the, her biggest problem is everything is so busy and Michael Kors has a is bothered by the the how literal the um the theme is mm-hmm. and then we have Rachel Roy who is just like you know I would love I would love uh like a concept meeting with Rachel Roy I love a camera in there or some some like recording because she goes, yeah, it's so literal. Like, what does time mean to you? Do you think of a clock when you think of time? Or do you think of your children? Or do you think of memories? Don't give me bad energy. I don't want to wear a print that says canceled on it. Like, seriously, is this what you mean? Like, what is this? And I was like, oh, <laughs> um, Like, perfect feedback. Yes. Yeah. Like, it It was like, yeah, like, what, what, what other things come to mind? Uh, you know, this... The, con- the concept is very weak with with this team and so it was wonderful to have something that is tangential but very much related and very much more steeped in um I think something that they I, I think it goes back to um the feedback they gave to the of team chaos where like you brought this to a personal level yeah. and this team did not do that and that's I think what Rachel Roy was trying to bring in just like yeah, what it, I think you know, when I think about time, I think about my loved ones, and I think about the past, and 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 yeah. of course, you're these more abstract and maybe um, vaporous ideas, but from that can come something really, really striking and interesting and unexpected. Yeah. So, um, Nina Garcia called their video an ad for taxi cabs, oh <laughs> or shoes, or, or shoes. Hilarious. Hilarious. I I mean, <laughs> yes, it's like yeah, totally, totally, totally agree. Um, and and but also was like, 
there are so many missed opportunities here and and something you know she kind of like asked him like was everybody happy and on board with these prints um and you know they 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 start off trying to explain a little bit about them um and making excuses and and i think joshua is feeling particularly um uh i i think like bothered because one of one of the most prominent prints was his and the one that rachel roy called out in terms of like the graffiti and canceled on your crotch uh was his was was his print and so nina is just like no no no, don't defend any of these prints (laughs) i you know it's the consensus of here is they're bad they're all just really bad we do go into their conflict between bert and uh and and joshua and Heidi kind of points out a pattern because she's like, didn't, haven't we had this conversation before Joshua? And Joshua's like, what? Have we? <laughs> what are you talking cut about, Heidi? Cut hmm? to Becky. Huh? <laughs> and then Heidi's like, with you and, and Becky. And Becky's like, yes, that did happen. Like, yes, you are remembering correctly. Reality is reality. That was real. That That is the truth. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. I don't really know what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, um, but we, we yeah, so the, yeah, so I think a lot of that also opens up some understanding as to what happened with the with the collection, of course, to be like there is, there is strain, a lot of strain, um, within the group. But yeah, anything you want to say about that or about this this feedback in general? Mm-hmm. I mean, they do point out Kimberly, for instance, yeah. being smart for not using yeah. any patterns. <laughs> I was just thinking that, but I was like, wait, why was that called out? Like it was a, like a, it was called out in this weird way. And at the comp, it was like a compliment. Oh, somebody here is thinking, but it was sort of the, like the compliment supposedly was delivered in this weird way that yeah. it was like, it, it was almost what? like, oh, you, Kimberly made this decision to preserve herself. It was Kimberly, Kimberly made this as um a way out essentially and and she was like no no it wasn't i she like no she didn't like the prince but it wasn't it wasn't a a tactic it wasn't a strategic move to to pull away from the prince um even if it was exactly even if it was a strategic print uh what's wrong with that even if it was i'm sorry a strategic move like what's wrong with that it is a competition right how do you navigate retaining like your style amidst a group that's making decisions you don't you do not agree with for the group let alone for yourself so yeah yeah. and i think that it sounded like they were like punishing not punishing but like complimenting this passive aggressive way like oh she's watching out for herself well it's a show it's a competition why isn't everybody yeah i mean isn't joshua isn't bert like I feel like these two have behaved so badly and yes. sort of like get slapped on the wrist, but then someone decides, okay, I'm not going to go along with this. I'm just going to make a smart decision that I think is best for my look and gets called out for, oh, you're into self-survival. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So? <laughs> yeah. I thought, yeah, I, I'm glad you pointed that out because it was, it's really, it's unfair and it's also um, like a, is that a bad faith? criticism like it, it was just really strange in how they were really trying to spur on or suss out or maybe inflame 
of their their downfall because they like even in their judge judging deliberation like they they dunk on this team like they dunk all over them and I feel like this was a time for them to really put salt into the wounds and so it's like you're you're damned if you do and you're damned if you didn't use a print and so Kimberly chose not to use a print um and she got damned for it but damned in a way where no one I don't remember anyone actually saying anything about her choice of fabrics or even the design of the outfit it was like oh you didn't use this bad print like good on you but also shame on you at the same time I'm like but what huh that's not fair um and also I'm like haven't haven't you been seeing Kimberly like she's been making good garments all along like yeah. why shock that a smart decision was made exactly like, and also something again that was well within the rules Only yeah three outfits had to have them be prominent and they did that absolutely yeah so like um yeah they're just yeah they're just like you know kids on a playground just like pointing their fingers and just going to town like, it was just like a free-for-all i feel with this team um all right uh, so they dismiss nuts and bolts and uh, yeah, we have, you know, I, I didn't really write down a lot of the, the, like the conflict on the, um, the runway, but they go back and then the du- judges deliberate, deliberate. Um, did, did anything stand out in particular during this time? Other than like, they all were gushing over a few outfits so we know from team chaos mm-hmm. the tops were victor oliver and anya those mm-hmm. are pretty much the only garments that we heard um, we heard about and everyone's just like oh this is great um very polished um how like you know victor's garment was wearable and co- and commercial but yet, yet very very elegant um and and then Anya, of course, like I think she's getting noticed by the judges for um, putting prints together in um, in a way that's like, of course, like very, very, very satisfying. <laughs> and also, they, I think they call them perfect. They're like, there's not a single problem on this team. Not a single one. Not a single one. Now we go to uh, team uh, Nuts and Bolts. So it's all bad. All bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they yeah they kind of throw becky under the bus like you know no design there's nothing she can do she's terrible forever for till the end of time always Mm -hmm. um this is team you know design we don't care how much you can sew this isn't project seamstress (laughs) right um and so then they're also worried about josh's taste level usually there's just too much going on um and so then they think that his pants were the worst and also they're worried about his behavior um as -hmm. well in the team dynamic um and then uh they also talk about Bert for some reason which I was actually um a little surprised at but I think those are our like three worst outfits that that they're they're thinking through right now um and they also laugh a lot at the zipper on the chest i think michael kors and rachel roy uh when had drinks afterwards and just laughed about that design <laughs> with the zipper it's like you want a zipper on your chest right yes <laughs> zipper on my chest yes <laughs> give it to me all day <laughs> i want my t-shirts i want my sweaters i want my cardigans i want my jumpers 
zip her in the chest. Like it was the most hilarious thing for them, which I think is kind of like a designer thing to, to laugh at. <laughs> new, new springs, new spring sleepwear collection. Zipper on the chest. Zipper on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, so that's that's about it. Like if you have, I don't know if, if anything else stood out. Um, okay, all right. So we bring out our designers, and um. So from Team Chaos, Patricia, which teammate is the overall winner on Team Chaos? Oh my gosh. Um I it was um Olivier, right? No. Wait, no? No. God. It's someone that kind of came out of nowhere. God. Um I don't remember. I'm so sorry. Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> I remember at the beginning of this session right here. I didn't even write it down. And the winner is Anya. Oh. Yeah. And I wondered, because I, again, I was, I, I was so sure that Alvar was going to win. Um, yeah, me too. It's so funny who I forget, who I forgot wins these, uh, these episodes. But I'm wondering if Anya won. They like the cocktail dress, but also I think she played a, a really big part in Oliver's pants. And the and print. And the print, yeah. So yeah. the print, the pants, and 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 her cocktail dress. But yeah, those are probably those three things is why Anya won. Yeah. So it's her first win. <laughs> and then um, from Team Nuts and Bolts, uh, the bottom two end up being Joshua and Becky, and Patricia. Who is out? Do you remember? I do. I do. This week we say goodbye to Becky. Yeah. Becky with the good sleeves. We say goodbye. <laughs> with the good sleeves. Uh, Becky. Um, this is so funny. And also I'm so I'm gonna say something that's probably not true, but it's it's a rumor and I think I think I'm I think I'm I'm right on this. It's so funny. Like Becky. Um so the the line from Beyonce's song, Becky with the good hair. Um, is reportedly Rachel Roy, but that's a rumor. Oh, but, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so I thought, so like Becky with the good sleeves, this is the episode that Becky goes home and then we have Rachel Roy, who's probably the Becky with the good hair that Beyonce refers to in her. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, so, and I really liked, I really liked the way Becky went out here um, you know, just being really gracious and saying like, you know, it's kind of crazy. You come on the show and you realize, wow, there's a lot of people out there who are better than you <laughs> at at this. And mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, she says her goodbyes and um and and Tim comes in and says goodbye. And also I noticed something that Nalan brought up and or has been bringing up and that I never really paid attention to is when Tim comes into the workroom and says goodbye, sometimes he'll say we're going to hear great things from you later or nothing like Tim just sends them back to the workroom. This is an instance where Tim just sends Becky back to the workroom. Doesn't give her the whole, like, you know, this isn't, we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll hear good things from you um, in the future. But, um, but either way, like Becky has learned a lot and um, is not going to stop designing and needs a vacation, which I agree. She's been through a lot on the show. So yeah yeah i haven't followed up uh, on what becky has been doing yeah i did i was actually curious because now now that i'm looking out for this tim code 
Um, I went on her Instagram and found her there and it looks like she's just doing a bunch of stuff. Like she's writing, she's, um, uh, I think designing, but not, not like solely designing anymore. Um, uh, and, and doing like, but I, but I think she's kind of spread out and I think her Instagram handle refers to her as a writer. So, um, so yeah, so I think, I think she's more uh, of a writer now, but yeah, yeah. So that's the end of episode seven. We've we've survived another team challenge. And um yeah, so Patricia, any final thoughts and anything you'd like to share with our wonderful listeners? And also can you remind them how to find you? Yeah, uh nothing to share at this point. Um I can be found avoiding social media still. It feels really nice. <laughs> every every other week I say this, oh, not anymore. I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back. Um, but I actually think I have to be back in the next month. So, yeah. um, but I do look at your comments on the uh, the workroom Instagram account. I do look at them and I pretty much like everything. I'm like, oh, oh. Um, but I can be found individually on Instagram and on Twitter as sense and sight s-e-n-s-e-a-n-d-s-i-g-h-t um what about you Renez? what are you up to and where can we keep up with you yeah um another again shout out again to our dear friend emily p dune yes. um and and her co-curator chantal soon lee who have collaborated on the mail art show that i'm i'm a part of set to be dreaming that's still on view um, at Olympia Gallery, and the link to that is in our show notes as well. So if you're in NYC or are on your way to NYC, that's on view until um, uh, September. Um, I'm I'm sorry. Um, I want to say, oh my gosh, I think it's August 25th, uh, or or it probably is until September. Whoops. I will put that in the show notes. Um, also in the show notes, um, you know, uh, our our uh, you know wonderful mail end. Um, is is still taking um, uh, entries for their gotten art problem project at the Whitney Museum, and so if you're listening to this, uh, um, hopefully you'll you'll listen to this before the 13th, because um, uh, we're um, we're talking on the 12th, but that's happening until the 13th, um, as as you know, so far that that is the end date, and so um, I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Um, as well as a link to the Slate's working podcast that Neilan was on, talking about the Gotten Art Problem project at the Whitney. So yeah, so check that out. Um, and then, you, and then of course, you can find me here everywhere, Ernez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E, um, and ErnezDavis.com. And that's about it. Yeah. Great. Well, um, thanks, everyone. And um, we hope you're enjoying this vintage adventure. And uh, be in touch. Tell us the stuff, you know, give us some thoughts. Uh, what did we miss? Uh, what are you liking? What's, what is, uh, what's happening? And, um, and in the meantime, like take care of yourselves and, you know, uh, take care of each other as much as you can. And until next time, we'll both say goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>